0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here with a man. I feel like you might have earned the, the legend title. Legendary. Yeah. Le- Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. Wes Watson in the building, man. How are you feeling?
1: I came down from L.A., <laughs> SD. I was in Miami all month. I love being back here. I mean, San Diego. So callous, my life, you
0: know? Right, definitely. No, okay, so there was a uh, an argument that broke out on this podcast that I actually had nothing to do with a couple of years ago where somebody called San Diego soft and then a whole series of people were coming on and calling in and making their case for why that is not the case. So w- would you agree with that assessment or would you say that San Diego definitely has its grimier parts?
1: I mean... I pushed more weight than anybody in that area. (laughs) Like before I went to prison, the Canadian packs would come from Canada. Mm -hmm. They would land in OC, then about 250 of them, 300, 500 of them. This is before weed was legal, before everybody was doing it legal. And like the hash plants, the juicy fruits, all the BC, they come in the vacuum. seal. you pull it out one nug like that, drop it in the big trash can on a mailing scale. But um, we go to like two, you know, two fifty to three hundred, sometimes five hundred. They get dropped off to me. 500 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And then half will go to one person, half will go to the other. And the Canadians don't take, they don't take money back across the border. Mm-hmm. They take work. And who you with? You're with San Diego. They're taking white back across the border, so they're taking birds back. And I'm right in the middle. This is before I went to prison, mm-hmm. so I'm getting the the BCS. I'm putting three hundred bucks on each pound. And then um, they wouldn't take money back, so they would take they would take the white back. They would take the birds back.
0: And did you have to facilitate that? You'd have to get the coke
1: too. I would have the connect. You know, San Diego has the connects, is what I'm saying. San Diego can't be soft. We're on the border. Right. And I mean, if anything is gangland, it's right across that border, right into San Diego. You know, I think I I did time with everybody from every hood in SoCal.
0: I think it's just easy for some people to go to San Diego and and hit the beach and hit a nice restaurant and kind of avoid any of the crazy that might be going on but I'm, I'm sure it goes down yeah i
1: mean it's it's just like everywhere else i mean there's some spots in miami it's ritzy as the next street is overtown. i'm just learning miami now right like this there's a zombie in the street smoking <laughs> crack and up all late and i'm driving through in the fan i'm like this is gonna throw something out of my car i'm gonna smoke his ass
0: right so, okay so but at what age did you actually go to prison because i'm interested in your I went whole to prison life at before. 25 so 25, okay. i i mean i i never had a job one day in my because you were the weed man even in high school, right? Yeah,
1: every, everyone did Everyone, was, everyone did some civilian. I didn't. Really? Like, at, at 11, I just started hustling. By the time I was 18, by the time I was 16, I went and bought a truck at, like, a lifted Z71 cash, like 50 grand. Mm-hmm. I had hundreds of thousands of dollars at 15, 16. And then, like, 18, I already have my own spot, like, fat-ass pad in Encinitas, a condo downtown San Diego. And then, um, you know, I'm pushing weight heavy. You know, I got a Range Rover. I got that's like supercharged range at that time. That was sick. I always had the sick. Drove an Escalade to high school. My teachers like what is this guy doing? I'm like shut the <laughs> up. People, <laughs> people, people can try to come up to my window and I'm rolling blunts in the parking lot. They knock on my window. I just point the strap at them. fuck off my window. You Out of high school. In
0: high school. Yeah. And, and nobody called the cops on no, you. No, this
1: is before people even did all that. Like really? I, this is before cell phones, dog. Like this is like the first flip phones this is pagers bro right like i'm 40 so this is the motorola pager with the two buttons and this is the first and stupid uh uh sidekick t-mobile good old days yeah people weren't even like that everyone was a snitch worthy there was none of that the people knocking on my window were the homies like around trying to blaze with me uh-huh. so they know what time it is we're already pushing weight they're probably holding some of my packs you know, so I, I was I was pushing away since a young age. I never had a job, not one day in my life. And who got you into the the weed thing? I mean, I was a surfer, skater, snowboarder, and we just want to smoke for free. Mm. Everybody wants to smoke for free. Everyone wants to use dope for free. And so, so just then they started start,
0: snowballing, start
1: pushing, mm. and then all of a sudden it just you know quarter ounce turns into a half ounce, turns into an ounce, turns into pounds, turns into okay. This kid can move some weight. He's reliable. Let's put some. Let's cuff him some work. Mm-hmm. So then they start floating me packs. Once they started floating me packs, and I had to connect.
0: It's how it always works. It was on, you know. Right. And so you just, was there ever a thought to like, well, maybe I'm going to keep my operation to a certain size. so no, that no, I, was, I, you know, I was always
1: a problem child. You were like, young and you didn't have really know. i going as big as possible. Right. Like throw me all the work. I didn't touch nothing though. Mm-hmm. Like half, it would just drop down. I would, I would get there when it landed. I'd oversee everything. I'd make sure we went through. They were growers pounds. So we took the extra out of each pound with like 13 grams over. And I just throw them all into some bags. Okay, that's mine on the side right off the top, like 40, 50 grand worth of work. Mm. And then the pounds would go to two people, two trustworthy that have been pushing weight that I know for a long ass time. They would do their And then um, then everyone would pay me back later. I wouldn't even sit on the cash, nothing. You see these movies and, and these got money counters and we weigh our money. Mm-hmm. Who the had a money counter waiting for that? We'd be weighing our, weighing our stacks. But a um, whole different whole different ball game back then compared to now with like the type of level of convict you deal with, you know.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. And so you did this for basically fourteen years, if it went from eleven to twenty-five. Twenty-five. So throughout those fourteen years though, did you have any legal problems along the way or did yeah, you just yeah. run into it at the end?
1: I kept getting cracked with small shit You know, I'd get I'd get popped or like I would I'd see it as nothing. So I'd be coming up from San Diego to go meet some people in Orange County to party or something. And I'd have like, nah, whatever. My driver's f- lagging, So I'm just going to bring these 10 pounds in the back. And then they would crack me because they were on my f- mm-hmm. Like They were always trying to bust me. Even when this case went down, the D, the DA of, the, of San Diego County, she's like, you've been a f- problem forever. Like, you're not getting out. We're f- you, you know, like straight up. And they just stacked the charges. So, like, I came in thinking I was going to get out, but I had a joint suspension for a sales case. And then I caught this new case. Now I had no bail because I had a joint suspension. I was going to have to do that five for sure on that sales case because now I violated the joint suspension. I caught the new beef that was robbery in the first. It was um, a home invasion. It was a burglary. It was um, assault with a deadly uh, weapon with a firearm. And it was uh, a battery in the first. So they just did assault GBI with a firearm, Um, battery, first degree, SBI. So GBI, SBI stacked them. And then robbery, burglary, stacked them. The robbery was within in an inhabited dwelling, so it was a, uh, a home invasion. So you robbed some guy for weed? Nah, or? some. Uh, these kids floated some packs to this guy. Okay. And the guy wouldn't pay him back. He said, fuck your dude. And they're like, don't say that. Don't say that. Please, God, don't say that. This guy's got problems. And at that time, I'm smoking a lot of meth and i'm drinking i'm drinking vodka out of a water bottle like this 24/7 really so yeah i'm just drinking vodka out of a water bottle i'm twisting the glass i'm twisting the pizzo. i'm doing hot rails i'm i'm banging and uh and I, i'm i'm twisted like if you tell me one if someone does one wrong thing i'm dumping in their car you know like i'm fucking looped out the game at this point wow. for a couple of years and then um they're like don't say that he's fucked up he's like he's like the wrong person said about and then, um, you know, I never admitted to this crime in court or nothing. But supposedly, someone went down to his hotel room where this guy was at, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, left him for dead. And I don't know how the fuck he lived. And, uh, you know, he came in to fucking turn the states.
0: And then, yeah, he told on you. Yeah. And yeah. then, and and you fought it. You took it to trial. it to trial. And. Not a good idea. Got blasted. (laughs) The
1: the lady said, uh, she said, uh, San Diego has a 98% conviction rate. I said, good, bitch. I'm the 2%. Get the fuck up on out of here. Really? Yeah. And she's like this guy has a fucking problem. Like I was a problem, bro. Like the way I talk online and how I yell and shit, I'm the worst, bro. Like second, I get comfortable in any situation I'm running it. I'm taking it. It's mine. I ran shit before prison. I ran shit in prison. I come out, obviously I'm going to be a multimillionaire
0: very quick on the streets because anything I'm around, I fucking just take. But how, how do you fight against your, more evil or negative impulses now?
1: Oh, now I just live by, like, universal, like, laws, you know? What do you mean? I Just karma and fucking how how well I feel about shit. I don't want to hurt nobody. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, someone cuts you off, you have that split-second moment where you're like, I'm going to fucking smoke this motherfucker, you know? Right. And it's like uh, I, I just don't feel good about it no more. Right. Like it's, it's about me. I'm selfish. So I do it for me. I don't, I really am indifferent towards a lot of things. You know, I've been desensitized from prison, a lot of murders in house, a lot of problems in house. I caught an in-house A1-115, which is a inmate manufactured weapon that got me a shoe term.
0: So basically they found
1: a knife. Well, I, I cut some, I, I got oh, a, I got an SBI on an inmate. So A1 SBI, California CDC, 115 is a murder, attempted murder, um, inmate manufactured, uh, serious bodily injury. So I caught a, a inmate manufactured a serious bodily injury 115, which was an A1, and that's a 14, 14 months shoe term, 14 months, and you do, you do 11 months, 8 days, 85%. So then that was the first shoe term I got where I was like, I was scared uh-huh. because the DA was going to pick it up, and I'm in the back, and I'm like, you know, the captain comes through. He's like, you see the pictures? I'm like... Whatever the fuck, dude. You know, whatever. And he shows them to me. I'm like, ah, I'm fucking done. He's
0: like, yeah, you're fucking done. The pictures of the work you put in? Yeah, the work put in. Right. (laughs) Damn. But, okay, so you you go into prison, and, I mean, this is kind of what, you know, white dudes in particular always wonder, is like... Are you figuring out all the politics in terms of race and everything just as soon as you pull up or had you prepared for this in any way? No, county jail prepares you, you know. County jail, my county jail, Vista
1: County Jail, San Diego County Jail, CJ, Vista Jail, they, they run it like a level four. Like it's kind of tighter than a lot of two yards and three yards because everyone's everyone has like a lot of time, violent crimes, and these higher blocks, these more secure blocks, and they try to run it like it's a prison level four, but it's loose because it's still county jail. But um, there's less, you know, in prison, you got your TV, you got your hot pot, you got your radio, you got your shit, Mm. you got a phone. Very few people get cell phones in county and these counties, San Diego and shit, not like the farms and shit like that or the work furloughs. But um, like, so you don't really have much and there's still dope, like happy cards and fucking visits and shit coming in. So people are just sprung the fuck out. They're just, they're geeked out. They're fucking gout out. Gout out as heroines. They're fucking, they're. They're, this is what they're doing. They're bringing, they're getting everything in Mm. and then they're making wine. So these motherfuckers are making fucking pruno. They're making fucking, they're making wine. Everyone's turned, you know, it's just fucking, and everyone doesn't know what's happening. They haven't got sentenced yet. Very few people got sentenced. So even when I first fell in the first two months in my County, there was a riot with the Southsiders.
0: So like, and I fucking caused it. But so you show up yeah. and you're like, how do you start fitting in when you first get in we there? You show up term-
1: and, and you're going to roll up. Adam rolls in. What's up? They give him his fish kit, his bedroll, shower shoes, uh shower bag, you know, soap dish, whatever the fuck toothbrush. They give you your fish kit. You roll your, your cell. And then uh, your cellie's gonna grab your paperwork and you're gonna bring it to me. Mm. You know, and you're not gonna know it's me, but someone else is gonna grab it. They're gonna come slide it to me. We're gonna we're gonna have a phone in the block or a means of calling someone on the outs to check you on Megan's Law, to see if you're a chomo. That's the first check to see if you got an R on your jacket, which is like any rape, lewd and lascivious fourteen, right. anything like that. So if you're a child molester, you're whacked right then.
0: And so what would you guys do to them if you found that? Well, oh, you cut their
1: face first to mark, mark them, and you're gonna kill him. So first, it's gonna be the mark across the eye, and
0: then and if then they don't get
1: out of then there. then you're gonna no, you're gonna whack them too. You're gonna to try to get them, but it's like, whoosh, whoosh, you know, just fucking. You want to make sure you're marking them so that they go to any block, any yard, anything. It's known that this motherfucker's chomo.
0: And so you've like taken on that responsibility by basically becoming what, like the leader of yeah, the, shock of the color. block. Yeah you'll, yeah, you'll have the block. You'll have either you have the
1: yard, you have the block, or whatever. And uh, when I rolled up, um, there was a, a skinhead in my county from NCSH. Named Chili, he had the block, and uh, they knew of me already because there was some fucking cats that I grew up with that were like, "Oh yeah, West West is coming," like, and that was already like burnt on the street. Like I was known to have money. When you have money, you go to prison, you run shit. Like people are always like, Wes, what happens if you go back to prison from your prison stories online?" I'm like, "I'll fucking run it," and they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I have money. You don't understand how it works." You have to break the big homies off in any county you're in. Say you're in Bakersfield, there's a big homie, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to break them off 30%. But and, I
0: feel like if I go to prison, I'm going to be at risk because I'm going to be getting extorted or people are going to be trying nah, to use nah, it nah. Against you, me, you, right? you have
1: money, you're going to be a hard motherfucker. You're going to be willing to book someone if you have to. The white dudes are going to have your back. Nobody's No white dude's ever extorted a white dude. We, we run with you. Like, if you came in... Like, I'm dying with you. Okay. That's my job is to fucking die with you. Oh, well, I appreciate it. me that. the fucking chills. Sounds great. <laughs> no, it's my job. It's, it's nobody's fucking
0: touching Adam. No no other race touches you. But you before you get locked up, you've never really thought about life along these lines, right? Like oh, never. You're never. just a regular dude. Nah, you don't give nah, a fuck nah. if you're black or Spanish. No, nah, but I started doing
1: county time, so I started getting used to, like, the politics of the wake-up time, the politics of the Southerners have—the Southerners are, are alliance with us. So the Southsiders, Serenios— the Paisas and the Woods have this side of the day room. The blacks, the northerners, and the the others have this side of the day room. And in my counties, the San Diego counties, they don't really have northerners. They put them in, they put them in ad seg. Because it would
0: just be too it's, violent? It's a
1: fucking problem. Mm-hmm. So they just fucking they slam them down. And then um and if you're too famous or something they slam you down. They may not even give you a choice.
0: You mean they, slam you down put you in PC?
1: they put you in they put you in seg. You don't have to PC up, but you're going to be a seg. Right? Like there's plenty of NLR dudes that like they're in seg but they're not PC cuz mm-hmm. they won't they they're green lighted by the AB and they won't walk the line. They they'll walk the line, but the prison system won't let them cuz it's a problem. But some of them PC up, some of them don't,
0: but they're just green lighted. The cops know that there's a problem. Wow fucking crazy but so okay you get in there and then is it we like are, is it weird because all of a sudden you're having a fa- basically squad up with a bunch of dudes with swastika tattoos and shit like that there's, there's less skinheads than there is woods so so wood is basically non-racist Yeah, wood is guy. like
1: the cars so like there's the dago car there's the ie car there's an the suv there's a the sfv there's like the fucking sacromaniacs, the Fresnecks. There's different cars of white dudes. Okay. So you you squat up with your car and you roll with your car, but then if you're an actual active skinhead, you'd be like in San Diego County it's like T C F, it's like S D S H, it's like SKS. These are all these different um these are all these different fucking uh, like skinhead gangs. So there's woods and skinheads fully different.
0: Right. But so you're basically like in solidarity with these Nazi dudes. Too, yeah, you right? you, you, you gotta you hold to, each other down. You have to hold it down with them because there's
1: only ten white dudes per block. Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's fucking eighty Southsiders, there's ten Pisces, there's ten woods, there's sixty blacks, there's fucking there's thirty northerners, and there's fucking ten others, you know. Uh-huh. Others are Asians, uh
0: and Samoans and shit. And they're able to, like, be left alone, basically? Or are the Asian dudes kind of, like, powerless because they're not really part of a big group? the Asian
1: dudes are always gangster doing, like, stretches. Like, they're they're always gunplay, you know? They're always smoking motherfuckers. They're always blasted. They're always witted. They're always down. They kind of get along with everybody, but, like, like... The woods have a lot of respect for the Asians. A lot of people, the blacks roll with the Asians, but they're stuck on the side of the day room with them. They don't really even like, most of the time they don't even like the blacks, but they're stuck on the other side with them. It's so fucking racial, bro. Mm. Like people get all twisted, like are racist. It's like, dude, I listen to all hip hop, like money bag. Yo, that's all I bump. I bump all the fucking dope shit. Gotti, everything. I grew up skateboarding and fucking listening to dope ass hip hop and having style and shit. But um, the penitentiary makes you side with your fucking race.
0: Right. But so even the dudes who are like fully racist, they're not in there starting problems with the black dudes and shit, right? No, 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 no. no. If a a skinhead
1: ever went to go start a problem with another race, like off the top real quick, we would have to jump with them. And then when they get to the back, they're getting they're getting booked. Right. Like they're, they're, they're getting, they're, they're getting removed. Right. When we get to the back, it has to, everything has to be warranted and ran through the head of the fucking, uh, the yard. So like, if you ever wanted to take off on a black for a reason, like he stole some dope from you, like a gram comes in, there's fucking 12 papers for like a, a gram or something. And you buy a gram off some motherfucker, like another race and you break it down at 50 papers and there's like seven and you're like pissed. You're, you're just like, what the fuck is this? This shit skimp as fuck. And then the guy has a problem or something. Or they front each other something. Or someone owes money or something. But most yards, you can't even owe different races money. You can owe your own race. Can't owe other races. So, But all cleanup is done within your own race. Mm -hmm. So, like, the dope, dope fiend white dudes and shit, they get cleaned the fuck up first. They're up to bat first. They have to clean up their own dope fiend shit. So, like... They're just not assets, so they're used as fucking uh, to put in the
0: work, you know. So basically, like all this stuff is done in order to try to like make shit as organized and as so there's no racial racial there's no racial boundaries being broken. Because as soon as you allow there to be any kind of like debts being owed between people or any kind of violence, as long as that's accepted, then you're basically creating a situation where all these different races have to go to war.
1: Everybody has to go to war. The yard's down as fuck.
0: And how many how many times did you see that kind of thing happen over the years, over the course of ten years? Right, four massive riots, but really? a couple ones that were so fucking
1: bad that, I mean, you know, people were fully fucking incapacitated. Homies are going in their cells, smoking more shit, coming out, just cutting a motherfucker's feet off, fucking just stabbing a fucking dead corpse, just sickening shit. Holy shit. And what the, kind of thing caused that, though? That was actually someone cutting in line. Cutting in line? <laughs> yeah, like when someone cut in line... During, uh, and then you can look it up on um, on YouTube. It, it's an NFCF correctional facility riot. Uh-huh. So, North Fork Correctional Facility. They take California inmates and they middleman us and they bring us to Arizona, they bring us to Mississippi, they bring us to Oklahoma. So, I end up doing three years in Oklahoma when I dropped points from Sentinella. So, I was on C level four, C yard, Sentinella. I dropped points. They were taking whole blocks that were level three. And just you have no say. There's nothing you could do about it. They put you on a bus for 28 hours. They put you in a black box, which is like a federal fucking shipping uh, equipment that holds your hands like this, so you can't break free. Mm-hmm. It just dislocates your shoulders. It fucks it fucks you up so bad you can't move. And for 28 hours, you're on a bus to Oklahoma. And you just you show up. It's just fucked. you you're never gonna see no family or nothing. And then you're stuck out there and out there there was uh there's a lot of dope because these uh, security guards were supposedly COs, but they make like 11 12 bucks an hour mm-hmm. so fools are cracking them and there's bitches who work there. And d- these dudes are cracking them. They're fucking them. You know, they're fucking, they're buying houses in their names because they're getting dope so easy. And these are like Oklahoma, like slow ass motherfuckers. So some Cali inmates come out to Oklahoma. We're pulling fucking roots on them. We're pulling, <laughs> like, they they can't even know, what, they
0: don't even know what the fuck we're doing. So you're just coming up with all kinds of scams no, they're and they're so not ready fuck, for they're it. They're so done. Like,
1: wow. dude, dude the, the COs in California... They have to be like detective. Like they have they have like the IGI, the gang unit. They have like the fucking goon squad. They all know everything. Like if we're signing, I'm like, I'm like from one cell to another and I'm fucking blasting. Like I can fucking I can sign so fast that they don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. The Cali guys can read that. The Oklahoma guys, you're on lockdown or something. They don't know what the fuck you're saying. Mm. And you're just like in the chow hall, like, what's up, fool? Like just fucking. And then that's something being passed or something we're doing. And um, we're just, we're institutionally sophisticated. So you just learn sign language once you got in there? Oh, yeah. Like, like I'd be like, this is Adam, you know, <laughs> 22, you know. <laughs> wow. So how long did it take you to learn it? You just slowly got to hang no, you it? you just have to learn it. Like, if you don't learn sign language, you're dead in the water when we go on lockdown. Yeah. So if we go on lockdown, you're going to have to fish. So you're going to have to make a fishing line out of, like, boxer fucking string. You pull apart the, the fucking cotton in the top of your boxer band make a big ass string, you like get like something heavy like a, like a uh toothpaste cap, flatten it, keep some toothpaste in there, and you just be sliding that across the day room for people to pull you in and you're writing
0: kites and you're passing shit. And what kind of shit are you talking about while you're sending these kites back and forth? Oh, we're just we're
1: saying we're sending the phone, we're sending soups, we're sending we're fucked we'll have a fucking whole spread on the motherfucking line. Motherfucker will be sending over a fucking stray spread, you know? Uh-huh. We'll send over tacos and fucking and meat logs cut up and like have a fucking party, you know. But um and then sometimes it's dope, you know, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. Like, I, I've been slammed in the back to where we're orchestrating enough shit to where, I mean, we got a phone back there, call the line. You know, the line is the main line, and we're in the shoe. Call the main line, have them put dope on, like, a religious tray for, like, a different race. It always has to be halal because the cops can't touch the tray. They stick the dope in the tray. The guy gets the tray in the back. He gets the dope out. It's ours. We break them off, like, a third. It gets to us. Now you're in the back with, like— you know, a gram is 50 bucks, but broken down into 50 papers, 50 paper like this big uh-huh. broken down into 50 papers. It's, it's fucking 10, 50 papers. You got it for 50 bucks or 30 bucks. And now you're just in the back fucking cracking. So now you have everybody set, giving you their shit for a small ass piece of paper. Now you got all the jars of Folgers, you got all the soups, you got all the beans, you got all the sausages, you got the phones, you got it. You hit once or twice in prison or you have some discipline in prison, you have more money than you do on the street real quick. Wow. Like I had green dot number fucking address books where fucking it'd be like Billy, Tommy, fucking. Tim, you know, these are all phone numbers that are 500 bucks. So if I land somewhere, I just pull off three of these phone numbers, supposed phone numbers, but they're green dot money pack numbers. I hand them. So I say, go get me a fucking phone, keep the change. And then like, I roll up, they get me a phone real quick. I'm already banging. I'm on a smartphone already. And everyone's like, damn, this motherfucker showed up tough. Then I'm already clicking. I already got routes going. I'm already running it.
0: Right. So would you say that like, did you feel a lot of dread before you went to prison? And then what was your mood like once you kind of got into I, the hang of it? The
1: second I got in fully, like accepted my time, I said, you have an opportunity right now to write the greatest story ever told. And I'm like, okay, I know what I got to do. I got to, I got to be the best at this. I've always had a, like a drive to be the best at everything ever, right? Like, best at everything I do. Best drug dealer, like best at anything. So, I mean, I go to prison, I say I'm gonna be the best at this fucking shit. So I'm gonna work out more than everyone. I'm gonna get blasted. I fuck got dago on my stomach, huge as fuck. I'm covered in 1904. Most places. of your tattoos were done while you were locked yeah, up. Yeah, most in prison. Of them? Most in prison. Most of them. I went over some shit when I got out because that's ten. That's like racquetball, fucking melted plastic and shit.
0: Right. Yeah, like it's soot. You got a bunch of them redone and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. just went
1: over my left arm and my neck once I got out, but everything else is like from prison. Okay. But I I earned my letters in prison. I earned my numbers. I've fucking I have SoCal. I have 1904 multiple times. I have dago. Like Dago is like the car that you roll with if you're from San Diego. They spell it D-A-G-O because they won't spell it D-I-E-G-O because they won't front on I-E car. Like the I-E car is in an empire. They tat I-E on them. But a white boy is like banging like fucking Crips and Bloods do where they won't say B or C. So they won't put an IE on them if you're from Dago. So it says
0: D-A-G-O. So the Dago, they, they don't fuck with the IE to such an extent you that they won't even put it inside You won't it. put it on them. Wow. Fuck that. We're like, fuck that. No, I don't fuck with the IE. Right. Yeah. You still hold on to some of those grudges? Or does no, it seem I don't kinda... give a fuck. I'm rich. <laughs> I do not fuck about that. But did, did it seem serious to you at that time? Oh, it's did... always serious. I'm being the best at it. Right. So I'm going to be the best at this
1: shit. You uh-huh. know, so nobody's going to ever fucking... Like, I had so many phones at one point. I had so much shit running. That it was just like, if you go to my Instagram, I posted on on, in black and white on Instagram since 2014 in the pen. Right, Like once we got smartphones and I was at Delano, I posted every fucking day and everybody's like, what are you doing? Why are you posting on there? I said, I'm I'm fucking be rich off this shit. Uh-huh. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, watch, dude, you guys are fucking stupid.
0: Was that how many years you never got caught posting photos from me? Oh, they would catch me every day. Oh, but like
1: they would catch me every day saying, Wes, take your page down. Take your page down. I'm like, fuck you. What do you follow me, motherfucker? And they're like, I'm like, I'm not posting that shit. Someone else is posting it for me from the street. What fuck you talking about? I never even been on the fucking page. Right. And they're like, dude, we know you're on the fucking shit. And like people are like, Wes, how do you not get caught with a phone? I make you sit next to me. Like I makes I make a new ass motherfucker sit next to me. I'm using the phone. I'm doing the shit. Cops come in. I hand it to them. Get the fuck up out of here. You know. Like my people ride for me. I got them. I got them paid. You know. I'm buying their fucking kids bikes for Christmas and shit. Uh-huh. Like they're fucking. They're doing more sitting next to me on a rack than they did on the street as a fucking dad. You know.
0: Right. But so 2014, you said, is when you started to like. Have That's phones when we phones fully got
1: smartphones. Right. Like about 2013, 2014, we fully got smartphones.
0: And you kind of knew that you wanted to be a, a, a content creator, or what? You I just saw call money on Instagram. Time. I saw money on there.
1: I saw just I saw the hashtags. I saw the way the photos. were. I saw the positivity. I, I loved being positive. Like I was negative my whole life. So if I could get, I want attention. Like I'm people like me and you. Like we do what we do because we like attention. We'll, we'll be stars and we'll win because we want attention. A lot of people like they just. They don't realize attention. This is the age of attention and it's the greatest commodity. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing here. But I mean, the whole point is, is like, I fucking, I knew I loved attention. I wanted but I always got it in a negative way. Like if someone came in front of on me in the street and like, I, I knew I was waiting for him. Like I bait people in a motherfucker would be drunk. He'd be with his bitch or something. And the guy would come up and like, want to talk shit. And the second he ran his mouth too much, I'd stick my gun in his mouth so quick, put him on his knees, tell him I'm, I'm going to shoot his bitch in the face now. Cause he's so fucking stupid. And I just got off on negative ass attention. Then, once I started being positive and reading like positive books and seeing on Instagram that people were posting positive shit and their workout, I'm like, oh, that feels good. And like, I'm not like someone who's like, I'm not like biased towards shit. Like, if it feels good, I like it. I was finally getting pretty sober in lapses. Like, I wasn't, like, I still did speed in prison. I still drank in prison. I still smoke weed in prison. But I was getting sober in like these big windows. And then I was like, oh, man, this is good. You know, I was starting to get clarity. And then finally, like, you know, shit went down a few times. and I fully quit. And once I got some true clarity, I started hearing like real shit in my heart, you know, and I just started following that. I don't listen to people. I don't follow people. I don't fuck give fuck what they're saying. I followed like how I felt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I feel better being positive like this. I want to do this. This feels right. And
0: I just committed to uh, what I felt, you know. Right. So why would you take these long gaps, not doing drugs? The dope would hit, you know, oh, yeah, there wouldn't be anything coming yeah, there'd, Or there'd be lockdowns Cause like, it was that challenging to get it in.
1: Yeah. There'd be racial lockdowns too. So like say enough white dudes, fucking whacked white dudes. The first one's 30 days when a white dude stabs a white dude. Now it happens again. The next one's
0: 60 days it happens again, it's
1: 120. And everybody suffers as a result. Every white dude's locked down. And they, the
0: prison doesn't have any qualms about separating you by race and then punishing the uh, entire no, race no, no, no. for what one person does. It seems kind of fucked up. They out. don't give a fuck. They know we're rolling together. We, we get punished together. Right. But
1: then uh, even um, say there's a riot, the whole prison gets slammed down. They can't let anyone out. We're all going to kill each other. It's green light. Hmm. And the whole thing is, is white dudes, serenos, Southerners, and Pisces, we won't exit our cell with shower shoes on. So we don't leave. We don't leave the cell for a year, 14 months, 11 months, 16 months. We don't leave the cell. The other races, they'll go out in their shower shoes and be like, yeah. And they'll use the phone. They'll take a shower. We don't.
0: What's the importance of the shower shoes? You have to be booted, suited up, and booted up. You got to be ready to bang, you know? In order to even walk out. In order to walk out yourself. And so, but if the whole race is in trouble, then they're only allowed to wear shower shoes. They're not allowed to have regular shoes? Yeah. Well, the cops know that. Our race they
1: you're coming out to shower. So they're like, you can only bring your, your towel, your, your uh, soap dish, and you can walk out in your shower, shoes and boxers. That's it. Mm-hmm. So they don't want you to have a banger on you. And so the motherfucker comes out in his shit. And then, uh, and the other races will do that. We won't like our races won't put ourselves in a predicament like that. We won't make ourselves weak like that. So we won't exit unless we have shoes tied and some cops will be cool in the back. Yeah, you could come out with your shoes. Watson, go mm-hmm. take a shower, dog. And I'm like, fuck yeah, thank you, bro. Because well, oh, otherwise, water. you're not
0: showering for a year? Now you bird bath. What's, oh, it's just in the so sink. So you sit on the toilet,
1: facing the sink. You fill the sink, you put a sink plug in, you fill the sink up with water. You, you, you pour the water on top of you over mm-hmm. the toilet, you soap up, you pour it on you, then you clean the cell.
0: That sounds fucking miserable. For 14 months. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> and it's doing multiple <laughs> workouts with your cell in there. Wow. And this is how serious it is, man. It's like level four yards and shit. There's no hands policy. I had a crazy ass Celius Full Red one time that I I like literally was new. And we were on lockdown, rolled up to Sea Yard, uh Santinella. And I had washed one of my socks when I was birdbathing. And he's like, Where's your sock at? I'm like, What, Doug? And he's like, Where's that sock? Like, cause I hang it on my clothesline. Everything mm-hmm. needs to be hung. I'm like, I put it in my locker, dude. Like he's like, go wash it. And I'm like, What the fuck, dog? It's not that serious. He's like, Go wash the fucking sock. We don't have dirty clothes in the house. And it makes sense. You could have some biker celly or some burnt ass celly who's got a shit covered boxers stuffed in the locker and you're in a small ass fucking dingy cell. There's no AC, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you're fucking burnt. You're sitting there sweating all day. And it's got smelly ass shit in the cell. So, you know, we can't fight on a level four yard. No hands policy. So he's telling me, wash your boxers or I'm gonna stab the shit out of you. And I'm I'm like new. I'm like Come on, dog. He's not that serious. I'll do it later. He's like, go wash it right now. I go
0: wash the shit.
1: But that was like one of my first introductions to how crazy motherfuckers are in there. He was going to stab me over not washing my motherfucking sock.
0: I had a dude in here who did Prison time, and He told me that he got DP'd because he brought the mop into his cell. 100%. So that, that's normal? 100%. Get DP'd for
1: doing anything wrong. Really? Dude, 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 you get DP'd. I got DP'd. Okay, look at my bunkie. I dropped a fat ass sack in the day room. Like I was whacked out, like on some meth, you know, fucking smoke his speed. Fucking paying like 60 bucks for a strip of foil from the kitchen so I could make my candle and smoke my shit, fucking straw and shit. And I'm on fucking plenty of fish. I'm talking to chicks (laughs) on the phone. I'm on fucking XXX videos watching porn. Oh, my God. Beating your limp ass dick on meth. Dude, my hand on the motherfucker. (laughs) Look at not even busting a nut. Just watching another video after another video after another video after another video just fucking flipping. Dude, parachute like two grams. Smoke a gram, you know. Like parachute, like wrapping some toilet paper, just swallow it. And how many days are you staying up? 12 you're, days. You're not going days. To bed. Nah, you? like yeah. 14 days. And now I'm fucking looped and I drop a huge sack because I'm the one who's put, I got to work at the time. I drop a huge ass sack and my bunkie goes to the dude Dutch who has a yard. My bunkie's like, hey, uh, Wes is tripping over there. Like he dropped a big ass sack and he was fronting on the other races and shit. And Dutch is like, get your ass the fuck out of here. And Tony's like, "What?" he doesn't really know. And Dutch calls me over, and he goes, uh, "Why is your bunky telling on you?" He didn't give a fuck I was fronting on the other races. He's like, "Why is your bunky fucking telling on you?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "You know what time it is." on me i'm gonna go handle my business so i go back and i beat the dog shit out this fat motherfucker from sack you know like just whooping the fuck he had fucking he had buggy whips a fucking trash bag of a belly and titties like he was a fucking <laughs> shot out motherfucker and i'm coming back yoked at like 250 like right. fucking banging workouts doing handstand push-ups till my head's bleeding just max mashing them off the fucking ground and i come in i just max this full out breaking them all over the day room just fucking them up and I, I threw him through like the blacks area, like one of my or area I shouldn't have, and then I got DP'd for that. And the worst part was, is the people who got to DP me was Tony and this kid Flex. I fucked up the week before over him tripping on watching Breaking Bad. Really? Like he was like, "No, nah, we're watching the encore version." And everybody at the day was like, "No, nah, we just watched it." Well, you were getting your package, and uh, Flex like, "No, nah, we're watching the encore version." And like I'm like, "Come back here, dude," and he comes back and just swings on me right away. And like we're fucking wrestling in the room fighting, and like I smack his head off the fucking uh, the bottom stair. It was like top tier. It's like a one eighty setup, and like a Delano like level two. And it's like uh, there's a gun tower one eighty setup it means everything's along one wall. Hmm. There's not like and this is like five block, six block, seven block, and we're on the bottom right here. And I smacked his head off the stair, and he just got fucking lit. And I'm just blasting him, and he just covers up. I'm like, move your fucking hands, bitch. And, like, I'm making him move his hands, and I'm just, just sticking my fingers in his eye. Like, just, I'm just smacking him, fucking with him, and just fucking brutalizing him for a while. Then when I got DP'd, he got to DP me and my Bunky Tony, and I, bu- I whooped both their asses in, like, the same two-week period. But when you get DP'd, you can't fight back? No, no, you can. It's 23 seconds. Oh, okay. So W is 23. So we do 23 seconds. For, w for white. Yeah, yeah for white. <laughs> so so like a 20 it's so stupid. Isn't it? <laughs> so 23 seconds and then uh but they had a plan, you know. We we put the sheet up, we pull the bunks apart. They had a plan, you know. The motherfucker Tony goes and grabs my legs and flex just tees off on me. Mm. Just trademarks my face up, fucks me up all bad. And I'm sitting there on the racket, coming down off a major speed binge. Just fucking broken, bro. He now, now now, I got my ass whipped in front of all my people. Right. And I fucking got DP'd and I'm fucked up. And that was when I turned my life around. That was, the, that was the thing that made me turn my life around. I was so defeated. I still did my time like a G the rest of the time. Like, I still put in work. I still was with the business. I still did everything I needed to do. But I knew in my heart right then, I'm like, I am never getting high again. Like, this is so... What the fuck was I doing? You're
0: just making your life way too
1: difficult. Oh, my right? God. If anyone was a self-sabotage master, it was me. Because right. I was smart, bro. I was good at shit. And I would just self-sabotage with drugs and alcohol. Start sipping, do a little bump. Start sipping, do a gagger. Fucking gaggers to the max. What's fucking, a gagger? Just a big-ass line or whatever. <laughs> like, I was clogging pens with fucking shit in there. Like, fucking just crazy shit. <laughs> clogging pens? Like, with dude, that? literally, if you... If you do a big enough gagger in prison to clog up a fucking pen. The motherfucker's probably fucking $1,000. Yeah,
0: you know? it doesn't sound like you broke the coke up enough. Or no, it was, it was speed. You know, oh, but, it was speed. Yeah, yeah
1: but no, nah, but just such big lines, like fucking boom, you know, of speed. Like,
0: right. Sh- and I mean, you stay up for 12 days or whatever, the hangover has got to be like the gnarliest Oh, the hangover's ever. like, kill me. There's like four kill, four yeah. days of Please, you just God, shoot curled me up in, the, in a ball, right? Shoot me in the face. i yeah. done. I'm done.
1: And then I had big-ass black eyes, and everybody's walking by me, all the people I respect from other races, my people, and they're just like, you bitch. Like, they're looking at me like, oh, mm-hmm. like, it don't matter if you get DP'd and get your ass whooped. You still got your ass whooped. Right. And everybody's like, I lose all respect for you. Fuck
0: you. you know? Right. But did that make you want to show out and do more violent shit to No, nah, no, I didn't. I, I was like,
1: fuck, I hate this shit. Right. That was when I was finally like, I fucking hate this life.
0: Wow. So how much involvement could you actually have with other races though? Like what what is too much in terms of you being friends with some black level kid?
1: level 4 you couldn't you couldn't borrow a soup, you couldn't borrow a CD, nothing like that. Some level 3s you can't even borrow nothing off the other side of the day room. Level 2s and shit, you could buy it, you could get fronted from them and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the prison level is what mattered.
0: Right. Okay. And so once you really okay, but so once you get clean, how much is your life change because i'm imagining well, it's the best it's, it's got to be like really difficult to live a good life in there while you're getting fucked but up
1: that that's why i push my program so much on the street now mm. so I, I had the worst habits but i was a good dude like and the worst habits ever made brought me to prison mm. now i have the best habits that made me a multimillionaire, and i'm helping and changing all these lives it's only your habits what the fuck are your habits so for me to change was so easy because i just had to do everything the opposite Like, since I would fucking, we, you have to program in prisons. You're always up early, but I just got up earlier. And then, then I worked out more times a day. I just filled every second of my day with workouts, with reading, with all the positive shit. And I became addicted to it. I'm an addict. Mm. So anything I'm addicted to money, I'm addicted to success. I'm addicted to fucking Instagram. I'm addicted to helping people. Like I'm addicted to the feeling of flow state. Like we are now when you're, I don't know anything in life right now. I just know we're here. Like Mm. I'm in the moment. I'm addicted to that. I'm an addict, but I don't do that. AA shit where I go around saying, Hey, I'm Wes. I'm a fucking addict. I hate that shit. But, um, I literally like, bro, I, I know that all you junkies out there and all you alcoholics out there, you're the strongest fucking people. Like you'll fight, you'll fight for that last drink. You'll do anything to get that last motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So once you turn all that negativity from being that type of mindset and you turn it positive, you'll do anything to be successful. You'll do anything to get it done. You're they're the strongest fucking people. They'll do anything. The most people really suck at life because they, they're not even intense enough to hit rock bottom. Hmm. Like an alcoholic, a junkie, they'll, they'll fucking roll all the dice. And that's what it takes in life. You got to be fearless. And they are now, once they're positive and they're building a business or they're doing something on the other end of this negative life, they've lived they kill it. And mm. that's me. You know, that's, that's the famous people that are addicts that turn their life around. Right.
0: But, okay, so once you turn your life around in there, there's still expectations of you that you're going to fight. Oh, and you're yeah, going to yeah, do yeah, this, yeah. that. Yeah. So you can't, like, fully make your life positive. No, you gotta, right? you
1: gotta, you got to roll around still tough. You got to still roll around strapped to some yards. Every yard, most yards, like, each celly, someone in each cell has to have a piece, has to have a banger. Uh-huh. And, I mean, so you're still rocking and rolling. You still got to run with it. But that's why I started getting so good at helping people. Because the only way I'm going to get home is if I keep all those 10 white guys on the block, murderers, fucking dope fiends, fucking robbers, everybody, I keep them good by keeping them on point. Mm-hmm. So most blocks I was in, I would be like the the factor that was like keeping everyone positive. Like, nah, let's work out. Let's do this shit. Let's, let's track your meals. Let's keep you positive. And then they would fuck up sometimes at night. They go slide over to to you know Smokey's rack or something and they grab a paper or they go slide over to eddie boys and be like hey fuck give me a fucking bump and then i see him i'm like ah dog come on you you broke and they just read on their face they're so disappointed because i'm like dad bro i'm like dad to these motherfuckers man Hmm. like i was smarter bro i had money you know like they were lost kids bro even if they were 50 i was dad bro they were lost fucking kids and that's the same shit on the street out here i mean like fools like scooter from oc the dude's 56 and he's a kid bro and then, like, I was even locked up with Nathan Belton, who's the game's foster brother. And he's a white dude. And he's going around saying, I'm the, I'm the game's foster brother. I'm like, no, you're not, fool. Like, the <laughs> fuck you talk about? Don't even say that shit. Like, and like, but we love hip-hop. And so he's like, I am, bro. Mm. Then I wrote the game when I got out. He's like, that's my foster brother. Oh, I still have the message.
0: I was going to say, I could help whack 100 and get a, get a still, verdict on no, that still for sure. I have the message. Yeah. <laughs> it. Check it out. The game's foster brother is a pretty... Uh, yeah, look at Pretty Los, serious designation. Los
1: Angeles Confidential. And then I show him this picture of this guy, of me and this guy in prison. I say, one question, homie. Is Nathan Belton your foster brother? He says, yep. <laughs> look at 13 million followers. <laughs> and a picture of me and Nate in Whiskey. His name's Whiskey Whiskey. He's Whiskey from uh, SFV, from uh-huh. San Fernando Valley. And then I said, my boy, he, he was just telling me he was your foster brother. He loved to hear from you. He sent me the arm. Wow. But, yeah, Nate, that's his foster. He has a foster brothers of all races. Okay. He grew up group home. Yeah. But um, I was, like, like fucking—I uh, remember Whiskey got his whole shirt tatted by this homie. He's just fucking tapping, bro. This fool's just digging him out, single needle, fucking just fucking doing a full shirt on him. Big-ass SFV on his stomach, and he's just fucking, like, this fool's sweating. I'm, like, keep going, bro. let like ten hours of work in this motherfucker. I got my armpits tatted, my whole stomach, my whole chest, like all in one sitting, like literally two, three days, and then still go out to the yard doing push-ups and shit. And people out here are like, should I put Aquaphor on this? I'm like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, fool. Aquaphor, your fucking ass out there. No, but
0: yo, you ever try any of
1: those numbing creams? Dude, I want to just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Ooh. go to. I'm gonna go to Ganga and just handle business. I, what's Ganga? Uh, where he, they knock you out. They just gas oh, you. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I seen some, some uh, who was it, Tyga. It was like uh, they put him under anesthetic so yeah, they my could boy, get his whole back My tattoo. boy got that done. I mean, listen, like... I. Part of the appeal of having tattoos is that yes, it hurt, and it like shows that you. I already got blasted this. though. I, I just want to darken them. Yeah, right. Fuck like, I don't give a fuck. I'm I'll, too busy. I'm yeah, too rich. Yeah, and fuck even that. with people acting too tough for the numbing cream, I'm like, I only found out about it because of a fucking tattoo artist who just showed me it. And if the, I mean, some of the tattoos I have have been like really excruciatingly oh, traumatic done. Done. events. Yeah,
1: you're yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all fuck, motherfucker. I swore I had this one in me. Yeah,
0: you know? I mean, yeah. I got the back of my head done. I'm I'm drinking. I'm off Zan's Perks, like all like I'm. Really Really fucked up, so I wouldn't feel the back of my head. It was the worst fucking pain I ever felt. In my I, life. I haven't got the head blasted yet, and the the stomach. Just I might I might have that to that get the too. I might
1: get some on the back of my neck right here. My new chick's initials. She's bad, bro. She oh, yeah? she got my name tat on her face. Second little model chick, but she just like two weeks in, she got my name blasted on her face. She's that chick on the plane. The chick recently who's wearing the bodysuit. And she's Wait, like on the plane. She's like,
0: fuck "That's you. your girl." Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. who said I'm Instagram famous. Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. Fuck I up? swear, she got my name blasted the other day. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, when you said the girl on the plane, I was wondering if she, Dude, if you were talking shit, about bro. no, but the girl who said like that is not real. Not that that person not, not that real. real. I'm like, is that her? One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She bad. That's your girl. How she's, did you meet her? She's a shit on Instagram. Bef- before. She became Before famous the for that? Before the plane yeah.
1: No, she was famous for a lot of other shit. <laughs> right, right. She was on like, some other TV shows and shit, but she's bad. She's a shit.
0: What's your understanding of why she uh, felt the need to say that on the plane?
1: Oh, dude, people fuck with good-looking people. If you went on a plane with a bunch of normal-ass people, right. they'd be like, tattoos, dope. They would say stupid shit. Right. Like, if I, if I go on a plane, I don't. I fly private. I pay $50,000 every time I fly from Miami to Cali.
0: It's $47,000. Why do you do that? Because I'm fucking paid, bro. I know how the fuck to do this shit. <laughs> Me too, but I'm not trying to donate my fucking funds to the, the airline company. Have, I have like 90% profit in my business. Really? Well. So if I don't fucking, and
1: I make like 2.5 a month. So if I, if okay. I, if I don't fly private, it's going to Uncle Sam. Yeah. And then it makes my life better. There's nothing better than being a felon who's hopping on a jet.
0: Well, that's a miserable feeling when your accountant starts telling you like, oh, you need to spend a lot more money. And I'm like, I thought I was doing the right thing by not spending any money. No, and now they're encouraging me to just spend as much as I can. The first two, three years, I was
1: like, I'm saving every dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you have to buy shit or you give it away. Mm. I'm like, I didn't even understand what he was talking about. I'm right. like, no, this is my money. He's like. No, 40% has to go. So I have to spend like a million dollars a month. Right. Like literally, yeah. a million bucks. And like, you see, you have all this shit. You, you have to spend it if you're making right. money. But um, it becomes to where like, you know, 200,000 a month on flights is what has to be done.
0: Cheers. I respect it. Uh,
1: But, um, Oh yeah. But she. why why they fuck with her? I mean, dude, normal ass people will fuck with good looking people. Mm. Like, even if I'm in a normal place, everybody's all fat. We're in fucking, say I was in Walmart or somewhere. I'm in like flying from LAX or something. Do they always like? Hey, is there a gym nearby? You need a protein <laughs> shake? I'm like, bro, I ain't even that buff. Dude, leave me the fuck
0: alone. Right, I'm fucking kill you. You know. But I mean, you're you're kind of doing it to yourself by being as buff as you are and just because, like, when I go to Walmart, I got a hoodie up. I'm trying to be low key. I'm wearing oh, no, sunglasses 100%. in the mall, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit like that, because yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to be low key yeah, yeah. because I'm really like worried. Like, the baby had to kill somebody in the Walmart. I'm not trying to go. I'm trying to go through that. Yeah. 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 No, it's
1: true. It's true. That's I. I told her you should probably next time you do fly, just put a hoodie on, mm. like just fucking some glasses. Hide, you know. But, but then, like you know, hot chicks always get fucked with. Mm-hmm. But it, it was some petty ass, ugly ass bitch who's fucking the hot chick. Go on Instagram. Post, you know, you post your hot ass chick or something like they just all these chicks come out the woodwork talking shit, you right. know, because they're sh- ugly. They're that, that shit wouldn't
0: even have been viral if she didn't have such a good bar of just saying I'm Instagram famous. She, like, she, she's just she's like out. that.
1: though. She, If she was on here right now, you'd laugh. She would just start fucking banging on everybody. Or how'd dude. you guys meet? It's online. Right. She dropped in my DMs, bro.
0: Really? They all do, bro. Come on. They all do. <laughs> Life is good. They all do. Yeah. Wow. All right. Do you feel like uh when you're locked up there, though, do the white dudes end up kind of overcompensating because they're not generally thought of as hard or tough on the outside? Not really. I mean it's not, it's not like the movies and shit, but the white boys, they are they're they're hard
1: motherfuckers, but I mean we're ass we're we roll with the Southsiders, so mm. like If anything goes down on our side of the block, like that's our side of the day room, the Southsiders usually jump with the Woods. Woods jump with the Southsiders. Woods are kind of always like, they never really have, they're not going to have a problem with the Blacks or nothing. It's not even going to go that way. If anything, Southsiders are going to have a problem with the Blacks. And then we're going to have to jump with the Southsiders against that side of the day
0: room. But so hypothetically, I get locked up, I'm rolling with the white dudes. But then I'm also, like, good friends with, I'm, I'm assuming, hypothetically, I'm going to be friends with all these black dudes and shit who know from me from the podcast or I interviewed that little brother or some shit like that. Is that going to be an issue for yeah, me? Yeah, that's what happens sometimes. Like, I, I
1: know fools, like, it would kick off, and then, like, fools I like, I just skip. And then mm-hmm. I just go tee off on the next dude. Okay. Yeah, you just skip him. Of this is what dodge it is. each other. Yeah, we it's all respect. It's like yeah, we had to do what we had
0: to do. But I'm not going to be looked at as a, a traitor or anything because nah, I'm skip kind that of. That dude blasting the next one. There, There's a
1: there's a few that you don't like just because they're pieces of shit, you know. Right. And there's a few that you like because like oh, that fool's down not because of race, just because fuck that dude or, or that dude's cool. Fuck that dude didn't like his energy to begin with. i fuck kick his teeth in right now.
0: Right. Okay. So then, but you caught
1: additional charges while you were locked up. Yeah, I caught a one one fifteen, but the DA didn't pick it up because that riot. So w- what is that? a one is uh is a murder, attempted murder, assault with an inmate manufactured weapon. Okay. So you stabbed somebody in the middle of the riot? I No, I cut someone's face in the cell, you know. Oh, in the cell. Yeah. So, but it
0: got dropped because of
1: the riot, you said? Well, just they wouldn't pick it up. They had 187 attempted murders handed out during this riot. And this is like a small county in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. So they're like, they couldn't even process. They couldn't even deal with the, the case so they had.
0: So it was imagine like, 1100 people rioting, you know. Right. But so it was something that would have completely fucked you over but they just had too many it's so they like, couldn't handle just like it. It's like any
1: county, like right now how LA, LA county's not prosecuting people for shoplifting. Mm. That's how it works. They can't do it. They don't have the manpower. Wow. So they're like fuck you S. like whatever like your little stupid shit. Like you're doing your shoe term, your DA's not picking it up. It's uh-huh. not a DA referral. They DA referred it, DA didn't pick it up. But there was other ones where the DA would pick up where these dudes are breaking broom handles, plunging them in fools' necks and shit. These fools are fucking cutting fools' necks. These fools are, like, getting high as fuck, doing, like, dude, like, satanic as shit. Like, fuck wow. it. I'm telling, bro, they're, they're, you see these fools, like, you're like, oh, dude, like, Tripper's cool. Like, that's my boy. And then it starts kicking off, and the dude's eyes are black circles, and he's fucking— He's fu- he's fucking poking a bunch of people he's like oh that's why he's here. Right. That
0: fool is motherfucking crazy. So yeah, some of these people are actually like psychos, but it just doesn't come out until they feel like they have a full Yeah, same thing to me. If I,
1: if we fully got into it and some shit was going down right now you'd be like, with a motherfucking psychopath. Really? That fool has zero fucking chill, you know.
0: There's a thing that's been happening in rap for the past like few months where basically people submit like freedom of information requests to s- to get information on different rappers, so they submit their government name, and then there's been like there was a video coming out of uh, I don't even want to mention his name, but there was a rapper who was basically having like another dude sit on his lap, shit like that, doing some some gay shit, and then there was another uh, like a, the this legendary rapper King Vaughn, who passed away, who at one point they tried to I guess put him in like a op dorm with like other gang members in Chicago that he wouldn't get along with, and he he says to the to the the the, the guard or whatever he says like nah I'm gay I can't go in there I'm gay like and so See,
1: in Cali you can't refuse a cell right so even if they try to put you in a cell with someone that you you don't want to sell up with or a different race or mm-hmm. they because they try to they were trying to fucking us uh, they were trying to uh, make everyone bunk up to in Norco mm-hmm. so Norco like which is uh right here it's a fucking uh what a CRC and so at CRC prison they were trying to make people because prison segregated they were trying to make everyone fucking converge, and they were like, "There's a word for it, skip my fucking brain. I can't remember, realize that I remember CRC and Norco. But um, they're making them bunk up with, like, different races, and they won't. So they're having to take off on each other. And then they're basically setting them up to get more
0: time. Mm. But so have you seen any of that in the sort of, like, prisoner YouTuber landscape of people getting footage? I don't, I don't footage watch any prison? shit like that. Oh, I, okay. I'm, the, I'm
1: the only guy on YouTube who's never watched a YouTube video. Really? Ever. I don't. I don't do it. I just get money all day, and I, I. I'm really locked into helping people. The only thing that keep. I'm like the only thing that keeps me okay. Like, I'm manic as fuck. Like I have, like, mania, bro. I did a lot of drugs, you know? I, I have to keep going all day. And so, like, I have to, like, help people. I have to stay good or I'm bad. Like, you're either fucking—you're either creating problems or solving them. How
0: do you chill out at night if your brain's
1: going well, crazy? Oh, I just go doses. so hard all day. I wake up at 2.45. So I got up at 2.45. I've done three workouts today. In the, I, At 2.45 in the morning, you yeah, wake up? Yeah, I get up, up at 2.45. What time do you go to bed? I go, I went to bed at, like, 11. What the fuck? Well, so I went to bed at 11, eleven. Woke up at two forty-five. I've done three workouts: one at the gym, two in my, two in my hotel room. I've made eighty thousand, and I drove from fucking here to here. You know, at fucking uh, Hollywood, Beverly Hills to where we're at, Burbank, and um, I won't. I'll sleep at like ten or eleven again. Okay. I'll do so. I'll make a hundred grand every fucking
0: day and I'll do 10 workouts and I'll film all this shit. I'll make all this content. I do it all, oh, bro. Does, does working out that much like, cause even like professional bodybuilders don't work out that much. Yeah. I right? do it
1: for, I do it for my mental health.
0: Bro. Really? I, but it's I, all weights. or you doing cardio? No, shit I, do, too? I do burpees. Okay. So I do burpees like twice,
1: three times a day, or I'll do like, I'll do chest like at the gym and then I'll go back do shoulders, tries, and then I'll do like two burpee sessions.
0: What is it that about burpees that makes you such a believer?
1: They just get you so winded. Yeah. That like. You Know it's like blood oxidation level. How many do so you do in a row? I'd do like 200, 300. I'll wow. just do sets of 10. So I'll just a like set said 10. Okay. Oh. I like break, I like either get a pen and mark a hash marker, I just rip up like something. You know, I put it down like set of 10, mm-hmm. another set of 10, another set of 10. I just enjoy myself, I just get in flow, and I just it puts me at peace. Like I told myself it works, so it works. That's mindset training. But the whole thing is, is like people can't wake up smiling. They can't wake up laughing. They can't wake up happy. It just doesn't happen because our blood oxidation level isn't at that level to even have that emotion. So when I get like my, I'm breathing super fucking heavy and the burpees force me to breathe like that, I can actually be in like a good positive state of mind
0: right no definitely yeah i mean i i feel like working out is like one of the most important things for keeping my mind together and keeping myself focused and stuff and like sometimes it does feel like this this kind of drain on my productivity like having this really hard workout in the morning and then i trying to do podcasts for like six or seven hours in a row and it's like somehow that workout it, it kind of like prepares you for the day, but then it also kind of, sometimes I feel like I'm like pre-exhausting my energy levels for the day.
1: Yeah, it just, it's it's all how you view it. Like the mind is so strong, the self-talk is what becomes real, you know? So if you're like, no, it only builds me, it only builds me, it only builds me, it only builds me. Right. And then, then it will. Like I, I, I would be so fucking tired and force a workout and then it would energize me. I mean. Like the only way to get into a positive mindset is to it's through positive actions. You can't think your way into positive thoughts. You have to act your way into positive thinking. Right. And the whole thing is, is like it just always worked for me in my worst of days in prison. So out here is a fucking cakewalk. It's everything out here is easy. Right. And people are crying about a problem. It's the fuck's your problem? You shut the fuck up.
0: You know? And when people talk about how dangerous California is or different California parts of prison or Cali, like the just the streets at this point because people are getting robbed and shit like that. Does that seem kind of crazy? Because you're just so fucking, used to like a way higher level of danger. Shoot me. Dude. I don't
1: <laughs> give a fuck. All right, I'm done, bro. Mm. I put so much work in and life and everything and done so much. Like, go right ahead.
0: But you can't carry a gun? last thing I
1: ever give a fuck about is being
0: scared. Because you're a felon, so you can't carry a gun? Yeah, it doesn't mean you can't, but... <laughs> right. That sounds kind of nerve-wracking, though. I know people who like would definitely carry guns, but they have felities, so they don't, and they just live their life in a constant state of just well, looking around. Well, that's why I
1: live in Miami, and everyone around me strapped, because you can carry a strap. Oh, so you choose to live in Miami. So right? I live in Miami most of the time, and like bodyguards are 50 bucks an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I have three, four of them. You don't even see them. And then uh, like full-time security is cheap, like five grand a month. And then my all my homies got guns on them, because they're fucking, they could carry, and I, dude, I ain't even going to trip if you're carrying something.
0: Right. I mean, even I, the cop, if they figure out you're a felon, they don't care. Yeah, but
1: I'm already sitting with someone. Same thing as
0: a phone. Right.
1: Hey, what's up? Oh, cop's coming. That's yours.
0: Right. And it is.
1: Oh, that's mine. What? Oh, what? You get a fucking ticket? It's like.
0: But in terms of having that much security and stuff, you really feel like you attract that kind of attention at this point?
1: No. Nah, I, I mean, I, I used to roll with security just so I want a driver. I don't want to drive. I want a text message to make money. Mm-hmm. So it doubled as a driver with a strap on him for cheap. So, I mean, I do that sometimes but I mean, for the most part, like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, I I, I could give a fuck. Like, You're not scared I, died, to die. I died a long time ago, bro. This what do you is, mean by that? Like, everything in me died a long time ago. This is all plus. This is all wonderful, but I don't, like, I'm indifferent. I don't even enjoy life. Like, I don't enjoy anything. Private jet, who gives a fuck? The Rolls Royce out back, I bought for 600,000 cash, 500 on the wrist. Like, I don't give a fuck about that, bro. Nothing, nothing does anything for me. Right. Not even hot ass model chick, this, that, the other thought of kids, all of that. I don't. I'm fucking detached,
0: t- bro. But so do you even feel like you're still chasing those highs, or are you just kind no, of? No, I'm writing up a book.
1: It? Like I'm going I feel like I'm just. I owe. I feel like I'm an offering at this point. I feel like I've elevated above life as we know it, and so I'll be better at it than everyone else because mm-hmm. they're attached to their ego and their outcome. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care. So right. I mean, the whole thing is, is I can I can move better than them because I'm not scared. Like they're scared to pay 47 for a flight because they could go broke and they have kids and they'll look like a jackass because they can't take care of their chick. I'll be like, fuck you, F- figure it out for your fucking goddamn self. I shouldn't even have made it this far, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the one who got out of prison five years ago.
0: Right. Okay, so is it hard for a woman that you're dating to handle that level of energy oh, God. that you're describing? Yeah,
1: they better not. They, Dude, women, women can't be around me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck you. So there's a shelf life on every relationship because they just can't handle
1: it? I wouldn't want to be around me all the time. Why the fuck? I'm good in like doses. Like, fuck, you can spend two hours around me. But, I mean, like, any longer, I would suggest leave, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a level of work. Th- <laughs> there was, like, a work ethic level I had before I got in a relationship that when I look back on it, it was like I would Unhell. very easily be, like, midnight to, like, or, like, noon to, like, 5 in the morning yeah. every day, sleep till noon, back at it again. And only now through having a kid and shit do I have more of a sense of balance. I mean, how
1: cool would that be to have kids, like— How fucking awesome. How dope. Like, I'm proud of fathers. I'm proud of parents. I'm My ex-chick, I'm proud of how good of a mom she was. Like, I, I always wanted to be like a parent. I'm just detached, bro. Like, I don't know what the fuck everyone is even doing. I'm like, I don't even understand it. Like, I'm like, so wait, you're choosing to do that so much, but you're failing in all these other areas. But you're telling yourself that this is the right thing to do to spend more time with your kids, but you're a poor example of a human being to them. Like everything's like, everything's like hypocritical. Everything's like twisted. Like I'm going to be all one thing, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's it. Like, so fuck it. I'm, I'm a meal ticket then bitch here. I'll pay for the kids. Like, (laughs) like if you're, you
0: don't have kids. No, no, no. I had a
1: stepson that with my first wife and I loved him to death. I did everything, but like they, no one can understand me. You know, i work fucking to the bone. You know, I don't, I'm I, dude, I'll be, I'll be like having sex with my chick, trying to close a deal, bro. I don't give a <laughs> fuck, bro. I, nothing matters like that to me. So, I mean, but then why does money matter if nothing matters? I just feel like I'm writing a story. You know, I feel like I'm writing like a late, like a crazy ass story that like, even I'm a martyr in that aspect. Like maybe I'll never have kids or have a family and I'll be able to show people through what I did that, Hey, this route's possible maybe tone it back in these areas like do what west did through your 20s into your early 30s have your family be set by like early 30s and then then fucking be a good dad be a good mother be a good father or whatever but um i just feel like i have like a massive uh story to show of what's possible
0: you know i feel like i'm an offering you know okay what um how hard was it to stay in shape while you're locked up? Because it's, I, yeah, I it's, tracked every meal. Like I, I wrote down every macro I
1: ate, every fat, protein, carb. I would get books. I had phones. Uh-huh. So I, I tracked everything.
0: Really? Because, I mean, I feel like it's it's pretty tough to like get and stay in shape even on the outside when you have access to whatever food you want and personal training, gyms and, for me, and for, shit like that. Yeah, like, for,
1: it's true. But for me, I, I like – I saw – so like – the way to attach to your purpose and to, like, the reason all cultures before they use food. Mm. So, like, they're not sacrificing goats and cutting heads off animals. They're sacrificing their food above. They're like, I'm going to go hungry so God can speak to me. Mm. So I could tap into that that universal wisdom. I could tap into infinite intelligence. And so I would sacrifice food and pull it back so much that I would fucking feel like I was fucking God, bro talking straight to him fucking open line of communication you're a straight antenna if you fast right now for three days or something i don't fast i never fast proteins i hate it i would fast carbs and fats though i would always keep my protein though so it would be just like fasting but i would keep the muscle so then i would fucking you're just an antenna bro you tap into so much power like strength is restraint so, and I hate, it. I love food. Like now I'm in Miami, I'm at Poppy Steak, I'm at Carbone. I fucking, I, I love eating, bro. Yeah. And that's why I've been gaining some weight, but I'm, I'm less in tune with that message. But that's what, why all cultures fasted. That's why people will like fucking starve themselves out front of the church, like in different countries, because they're like, I need more of this feeling, this message. It becomes something else you're addicted to. Like the power of restraint. And the, that voice that you hear when you're really, really, really living in that state of alignment. Mm. And the state of alignment, humans aren't supposed to eat how we're eating. Like, we're not supposed to eat that way. We're supposed to barely be getting enough food in and working hard as fuck to even get that little amount of food. So once, so that was basically prison. I was barely getting enough protein and working so fucking hard to where I was just like, fuck, I'm powerful. And that feeling was addictive. And that's what I teach people. I teach people to get that feeling, to so where they they feel powerful for once in their life and feel purpose driven. And uh, it's it's probably the best feeling ever. But it, it makes you fucking, it makes you detached from society because society's not like that.
0: Right. But so, uh, what do you, what exercises are you able to do while you're locked up like that though? Because- you just make
1: water bags, make mag- magazine stacks for side raises, front raises, uh, water bags for making curls and forearms and shit like that. And then like triceps off the table or off the sink in the cell, massive amounts of thousands of push-ups, burpees, squats with your celly, you know, lunges with a person on your back. Like oh, I have step-ups with a magazine bag, shit like that. And you so, can still body build, but you can't really do like heavy back, you know, but you just do pull-ups.
0: Right. And wh- then what year did they take the weights out of the prisons? I think it was in the 80s, 90s, early 90s. Right. you yeah. think there would be a, the prison would be better off if they still had weights and people were able to actually – Put, put time into that? Motherfuckers
1: are so fucking gouged the fuck out in prison. I don't give a fuck about no weights. Really? Fools Everybody's
0: fucked up? Fools aren't in
1: shape in prison. Really? Fools are just fucking like that, that prison buff, like fat buff.
0: But if they could lift weights and shit, maybe they would be less interested in heroin. Nah, they're fucking... No? It's nah, not they, like... They that. love heroin, bro. Really? Like,
1: dude, dude, the homies and shit... Fuck, these fool of fucking, they love that shit, bro. That's like part of their culture, bro.
0: Didn't you say in a video, though, that the, the Southsiders aren't allowed to get fucked Nor- up? Or is Nor- Nor- the Northerners Nor- aren't Nor- 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 allowed can't. to get fucked Nor- up?
1: Northerners Nor- can't use dope. They're more militant. But they still got that Mexican body, bro. They don't really fucking get in shape. So they, they get distracted way quick. They eat a couple spreads, and they look like shit still. It's very <laughs> rare that a Mexican ever looks good in shape. I mean, they just don't. <laughs> they just don't. But I've got a few in great shape. But it's very rare that you're like, look at that jacked-ass Mexican but dude. But why, why is that? It's their genetics of eating of loving their food. Dude, they got the best food on earth, right, dog. You right, know what time you're I mean. right. Yeah, dude, yeah. No but dude, the best food on earth is what Mexicans bring us. But when when there is like a jack Mexican like Sosa from Mont from Fontana, Sosa was jacked, you know. Mm. And his celly was Wolf from Playboys. So Sosa had the block at one prison I was at. And as Sally Wolf from Playboys was like a skinnier white boy who's uh who's actually a Southsider. So, like, Southsiders take everyone. They take blacks. They take whites. They take, they'll take they take any any race. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as, you know, you'd be a resident if you're not from a gang. But then if you're from a hood, um, you're from a hood. But
0: enough. then they expect you to still fuck with them on the outside once you get out? What's that? Like, if you get released, are you still supposed to, like, if you're a white guy who's rolling with the Southsiders and oh, then yeah, you get you, out?
1: You, you'd probably be sending some happy cards or doing some work, bringing some money packs or something. Really? Yeah. But uh, like they they they're usually from a gang like like my, my homie uh, my my homie fucking uh um Wolf from Playboys I mean who else fucking uh, uh Robert Kaufman fucking uh what the fuck did they call him again God damn he was from uh he he was from a uh, um Harbor area what was that the name of that fucking gang in Harbor area I don't fucking know a long time but um. Yeah, dude, these just fucking crazy motherfuckers. Prison's crazy, bro. But right. the whole the whole thing behind it is, is prison taught me how to live a militant routine. Mm-hmm. And in that militant routine, I was able to just find peace. And then I come out here, and everybody's so comfortable. The militant routine was the answer to their comfort, to make them a more disciplined individual, to be strong enough to even mitigate the negative thoughts that people call anxiety and. Di- and uh, and depression and all these bullshit ass made up things. People don't die from skin cancer in prison. People don't die from cancer. People don't die. People don't have anxiety. People aren't depressed. Like that's only out here. Like, really? Yeah, they don't have that shit. Motherfuckers on the yard just fucking baking. You know, they're just getting. they bright red, purplish. They don't have skin cancer, bro. That, <laughs> that doesn't exist in prison. Hey, red died of skin cancer. They kill you out here with that shit. It's fake. Really? Fuck, it's just fake as fuck. They're what? like, no, really, I got melanoma. With. So I'm like, why? Because the doctor told you, and then he fucking put you on some shit and killed your ass? You stupid motherfucker.
0: <laughs> but, okay, so are you, you're saying that you think that when people are locked up, they somehow, like, the, the stress just doesn't exist in the same way? No, it feels just, like it would be incredibly you do, you stressful. Don't, you don't think. let
1: people have it. If you're not allowed to have anxiety, it doesn't exist. If like you're sitting there going, Hey, I have anxiety, hey Adam, I got anxiety, you'd be like, Shut the fuck up, dude. Don't fucking
0: say that shit. But okay, I'm I'm picturing I'm in prison and I'm laying in bed, freaking the fuck out. My girl's gonna leave you me, to my kid's gonna hate me. To yeah, but this is anxiety that I'm dealing with. And I feel like that probably would go, would, you would have
1: to accept it. Then you would come to come up
0: with like now you start
1: to come up with like fail safes mm-hmm. and belief systems and the true solutions to problems. So you'd be like, Oh well, I'd love her anyways. So, you know, and my girl's going to leave me. Oh, well, I love her anyways. Right. My kid's going to hate me. Oh, well, I love him anyways.
0: So at a certain so now, point, you just have to a, let go of control. At a control. certain point,
1: you release what you want to possess. Right then, you're releasing fear. You're releasing all these fucking feelings, and you're possessing what you're releasing out to the universe, you know? And so at that point, you start to realize, oh, shit, if I release love to my chick, even though she's with another dude on the street, I'm free. So then you start to really be able to control yourself. So I teach people all this shit, like from my years of fucking fighting problems and being like that and being in isolation, I teach people the fail safes, the mindset tactics, the belief systems, and the way to operate to where nothing can fuck with you. Like you can, nothing can fucking phase
0: you. Right. So did you have a girl when you went in? Yeah, yeah. She fucking
1: ended. Sancho answered one time and I was
0: pissed. <laughs> Wait, how long, how many uh, years did you make it? Or uh, I was like eight years in, like this dude, Val. From, eight years in. So almost the whole fucking term you yeah. You were talking to her and she was holding well, you down. on and off. Like she oh, she, okay. she
1: gave me like money two years in, like 200 bucks. The first like year, she held it down while I was in county, and then she was on heroin. You know, she hung out with like skinheads on the street. She did heroin and shit. Wow. Her 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 cousin's like a high and little influencer, like fitness chick. But um the um one day, Sancho answered, and it, it was a white boy. She hung out with these skinheads. This I think it was his full vowel from SDSH, and uh, he's like, she ain't your chick no more. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck, bro. He's like, You've been gone eight years, like you gotta realize like this ain't your chick anymore, dog. And I'm like, Yeah, whatever the fuck. And I'm like sitting on the prison toilet, like acting like I'm on, on the toilet, but I'm on a phone. And um and I'm like, ah, whatever, okay. And then I just let it go.
0: Really? Yeah. Was there a party you that wanted to I don't give a fuck. Freak I, the I, was, fuck out? I was so
1: burnt. Like I, I was I was already so mentally disciplined, like I was already so committed to different mindsets and different paths and shit. I was like, Ah, whatever, I understand.
0: Okay, and so how did you... When you
1: have true clarity like that, you don't drift off into emotion. You go straight into that fail-safe. I ain't going to release hate. I'm going to feel like shit. So you just go right into, why would I release negativity? I'll feel like shit. Prison's way simple. Out here, we're caught up in all this bullshit, so we're just acting all impulsively. You can't do that in prison. You can't just be all fucking, like, freaking out and shit. If you, like, freak out on the phone and start yelling or something, dude, you're done. Like... Your own people are going to be like, dude, you better fucking stop. What the mm. fuck is it? Like, you, you just get DP'd for anything out of line.
0: Right. And so you're just meeting all these girls on on plenty of fish and shit like that. Is this, like, just, like, a game you're playing while you're I in there? I had one come visit me. One visited yeah. you? Yeah. You didn't get the conjugal visit or anything. No, you no. can't. Each
1: conjugal visit takes you have to be married. Like, yeah, married takes right? like time, you know. And they took those away at a lot of
0: pen. But you're getting girls to send you money and shit off these dating yeah, yeah. sites one, or anything. Yeah, one time a girl bought me a phone. Oh really? Okay. When
1: I was down. But then mm-hmm. once I get a phone, then I'm cra- then i cracking again.
0: <laughs> For sure. So what what's going on in your mind as your release date starts to approach? Like, I didn't want to leave. Really? So I like got my last day. They're like, watch
1: and roll it up, and I'm like. I'm eating my oatmeal, dog. And the guy's like, you get to go. I said, I'm gonna finish my fucking food, you know? Uh-huh. I don't even wanna go, dude. I don't give a fuck. It's not real. I'm not really going anywhere.
0: You just couldn't believe I've been it. Been in prison
1: for two nights, I didn't even care. It's not even real. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. What the fuck are you talking about? And i I like I'm in the van, it's not even real. My homie picks me up, it ain't even real. Nothing real. It took me like a year for anything to even be real, you know. What did you spend the first year doing? I was at my grandma's house. So I had to move back in with my grandma at thirty-five. I had to live on a twin bed in the same room with my parents. So I'm living on a twin bed in the same room with my parents at 35. And I'm fucking happy. I'm grateful. I'm free. Like, so your parents are living with your grandma as yeah, well? Yeah, parents are with my grandma.
0: And what, what are they up to at that point?
1: Uh, they're not doing too well. Really? Yeah, because I, I used to do a lot to help the family before I got busted. Um. They never got a place of their own after. Really? They
0: lived with her the whole time. And, and what's the mood when they see you for the first time? In and they years? were just scared that I was going to be a weirdo, you know? A weirdo, like yeah,
1: they just... thought I was going to be like off the charts, like crazy or something. Mm. But uh, but then the the fucking um, I'm just banging away on my phone, posts on Instagram, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "What are you doing? You need to get a job." I'm like, "Just hold up, like I got this. Just chill, I got this." And they're like, "Just keep sweating me, keep sweating me, keep sweating me." And then I start making it work, you know. I start making some money online. I make like, you know, 800 bucks to 3000 a month. And then, um, then I go tell my story on like prison talk with Big Herc. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I start going viral on
0: YouTube. Shut and up, I, Big Herc. That's the one I watch.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. So now I, now I had, um, now I had a, a system to collect money for training and nutrition. And now I had a lot of fucking traffic. Like I was going viral as fuck, like 3 million views per video. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now I started making like three, seven ten 10 grand a day. And like for the first three four months, I didn't tell anyone. I was scared. Like I'm like, oh fuck, what the fuck? And I'm just clocking, bro. And no, my parents don't know. My grandma don't know. And I'm making like 150 grand a month. You know? And I I don't even have a car. I didn't buy a car until I had like 500 600 thousand saved. Mm-hmm. And then um, so then like I finally one day I was sitting there and my grandma was tripping about her fucking uh her credit card and I'm like, I'm like, hand it to me. And she's like, what do you mean? And, I, and she hands it to me, and I, I just type all the numbers in, call my bank, type it in, pay it off. I hand it to her, I I just paid it. I've been been making one hundred fifty grand a month for, like, the last six months. I'm fucking out, you know? And she's like, no way. And now none of them fuck with me. My parents don't fuck with me. Why? Uh, just um, a lot of arguments, relationships. Like, first, my ex-wife and my mom didn't get along, and I chose my marriage over kind of my mom. Mm. And then, um, then now even my... Mom came back in the picture for like a few uh, holidays and then, um, we didn't get along about something and then, uh, now they just fucking hate me. But, um, even my ex chick that I recently broke up with before I got this new chick, like my mom started befriending. They always befriend my mom, like mm. to like, as in like hating on me, you know? Yeah. And so now they became friends and shit. When you get money, people just fucking, they, they want you to do shit for them. That's so fucking unreasonable. It's crazy. Like what? It's like pay for shit. Yeah. Like my ex chick called it breadcrumbs and I gave her 500,000 the first year we were fucking, we were dating. Really? Yeah. Like she said, you gave me breadcrumbs. I'm like, bitch, I gave you like a $50,000 check on Valentine's day. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, whoever gave you that much? She's like, yeah, but it was breadcrumbs to you. And I'm like, Jesus. Like, so it was just like, she was a sweetheart. I loved, I loved her to
0: death. I still love her. But this is I- the one that I saw making videos, calling you out and shit. Oh no, that was my other one. Oh, yeah, that that was my ex-wife. <laughs> I clicked on some commentary channel talking about some video. Your girl freaking out. That her was my singing. ex-wife. Okay, she
1: had tats all over her face yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she went crazy. She's <laughs> she's she, she has like uh, bi- she's like BPD and shit. What's that? Personality disorder. Oh, bipolar. Yeah, yeah, bipolar. But personality disorder is like whacked, you know. Right. Like they're fully two different people. Is this
0: like your type? You think you just attract girls that are psychos? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but do you need that level of like excitement to stay interested or
1: nah no yeah, I don't know. No my chick now like even told me she's kinda like that. I'm like, whatever, she's hot as fuck. I don't give a fuck. If a chick's hot, I'm gonna run it. Right. Like I'm gonna try to make it work. Like I'm not gonna be like red flags, like who the fuck am I? I'm so optimistic. I'm like, I can fucking make this work.
0: Right. Yeah. I am my type when I was single was like girls who are down to do a lot of drugs with me yeah. and who were fucking sluts and would probably want to let me fuck their friends. And I, I embrace that and I yeah. own that, you know, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is, this is what I'm trying to do right now. I'm not really looking to be in a long term relationship. I want to meet girls that want to have crazy experiences and do shit loads of Coke. Yeah.
1: But now I still get chicks that are like, probably strippers or fucking like have that look or whatever. Like my chick now has fake tits, fake ass. She weighs skinny. She wasn't a stripper or anything. And she's only had like long-term relationships, but they always have a look, you know, have a type Mm. and that type of chick. I mean, I guess probably people could typecast that, but everyone always tries to give me relationship advice and they got a fucking two sitting next to them. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker, you're two. You can't teach me shit about relationships. And they're like, why i am like. You're working with a two. She always fucking listens. Uh, I have a 10. She ain't going to fucking listen like you're two, dude. Shut the fuck up. Right. She's got options. She don't. So could you
0: date a porn star or a stripper? I'd date a stripper. Probably not a porn star, but. So you could know that she was grinding up on random dudes in the club at night to make money? I'd make her stop probably
1: because I have enough Mm -hmm. money. But, like, I I could meet her as a stripper. I could probably meet her as a porn star even. Right. And then then still if she stopped. But I wouldn't want it to be, like, ongoing. you know. Yeah. I'd rather come fucking chill, you know? Yeah. It's definitely not for everybody. Because it's the same life. Like, that same life is fucking, like, that's that dope life that I live. Like, I know how it is. You know, it's, like, addictive.
0: Because I'm just picturing. You're dating a stripper. She comes in. She tells you, hey, Wes, this guy said this to me. And you're going to be with a fucking crowbar outside the strip club freaking out. I don't even do that. No, you can do nah, that?
1: Nah, my chick now, even if she wants to go with her friends or something, I'm like, fuck, go ahead. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Like... I'll talk to you, I'll see you in the morning or tomorrow. I don't, I don't put no, now I like literally put zero tabs on chicks. Really? Like I don't give a fuck. If she, if she's going to leave, she's going to leave. My ex-wife the, cheated on me like a bunch of times. I, I already been through all that. Right. Yeah. But you used to do the the jealous thing more? Or? Oh, I wanted it to work. So I'd actually fucking like try to fucking argue with a chick or something. Now I'm like, Hey, if you disturb my peace, you're fucking leaving. Yeah. Like in a, and if you, if you cheat on me, if you fucking hit
0: me or if you talk about calling cops, we're done. Got it. So there's nothing in you that makes you want to watch all of your peers on YouTube and stuff to, like, know what's out there? I don't, dude. I, if
1: something lands in front of my face, I watch it.
0: Right, because I heard you saying that you're an Andrew Tate fan.
1: Yeah, they land in front of my face, and I'm like, oh, that's right. dope.
0: It's hard to avoid. Yeah, yeah. So, if yeah. something
1: lands on me, I'm like, oh, that was meant to be. It was dope. I love that. Mm. But I, I don't really have time to even tie my fucking shoes. I can't really, like, go seeking videos, you know? Right. And I don't want to be, like... Like I wouldn't want to watch something like you're putting out, because then I I like I developed that. Like then my content that I'm doing that day will be like part of what you and that guy were talking about, and then it feels like unauthentic to me. Right. Like I don't like to have any stuff like put in my brain. You know, Cause I like to like come up with my own shit, so it feels authentic, and I'm not feeling like a fucking. You know, that fucking imposter syndrome shit people say is real. I don't know about that. Well, shit,
0: but what are your thoughts on, like, the YouTuber prison, ex-prison ecosystem out there, though? Because it's I never however, really saw it. I don't you, know. you just don't really tap in or pay attention? No,
1: at, at first some of them were saying, like, West wasn't
0: a shot caller. I saw that, yeah. Yeah,
1: but now look how much money I'm making. They're at their grandma's house, too.
0: But so I saw a video where a guy was like, there is no shot caller. Like, this is bullshit. Like, that's not how it works. I never yeah, heard somebody say there was a shot caller. 100%
1: call. someone has every block. And then someone has every yard, right? Hundred percent. And then then someone on the streets has the fucking
0: county, you know.
1: So there's one hundred percent. There is rules like that,
0: right? Definitely. But uh, okay. Where was it? West Watson. Okay, because the guy was like, he had a lot of fucking like complaints in one of these videos I watched. So I was just trying to see what else you thought about this. There was a guy saying that oh, he didn't believe that you hooped your paperwork. A lot of people have kind of made a meme out oh, of oh, dude, the,
1: you you wrap it up this big, like mm-hmm. you get like a one twenty eight g and you get copies of your 128G, which is your paperwork. You fold it over so many times, it's this big. Look it. It's this big. You put put a glove around it three or four times. You twist it up, and you shove it up your ass.
0: And do you just stop thinking about it after a while?
1: Yeah, then you go to the next place, you shit out, you got your paperwork, and now you don't have to wait for it. And it's this big. Right. This one guy was, like, rolling up a paper like this. How's he going to put this up his ass? I'm like, dude, are you from Tennessee or what, dog? Like... Dude, fold a fucking piece of paper into a square. It'll be that big and tight. You'll get a glove like from work and you'll use the fingers of a glove, like five fingers tied up. You'll stick it in so many gloves. And, and then you'll so,
0: this is just so you can immediately
1: prove that you're not. I mean, like you a, prove well, I'm with the business. That's uh, how you roll up and you say, like, I'm one of these fools who waits for my paperwork. I'm with it, you know? What's up? Uh-huh. That's how you prove you're with it. And that's that big of a deal in that moment
0: that. No, just, it
1: it just, it's like the hierarchy. You don't have to do that. Right. But it's like, what's up? I roll up my paperwork. Like, that's a thing in prison that if you roll with your paperwork, you're different. Right. And you wanna. You want to send copies of your paperwork in your property, and you want to roll with one just in case it gets lost. You know how many times people's property has gotten lost? They never get it. But they won't let you just
0: bring a piece of paper with you when you're Fuck getting Fuck, no. They know uh, what the
1: paperwork is. They know the paperwork is gang-related. Oh, okay. Like the Because the, a bad paperwork will get you stabbed. So they're not going to let you roll with your paperwork. Then everyone have to roll with theirs. Mm. Then fucking Joe Chomo has to roll with his, and he gets stabbed.
0: <laughs> right. Holy shit. No, okay. I saw a guy complaining saying that you had a story about how you've had to shower with your clothes on. So you had to like shampoo your clothes. That's
1: how, no, in Cali prison, that's how we wash our
0: clothes. Really? We don't send our clothes to
1: the laundry. Every race is Fifi's going there. Everybody's is jacking off in their clothes. Your clothes are going—your good clothes are going into the community laundry. Uh-huh. Your shit's coming back just soaked in everyone's fucking bullshit.
0: So you won't use the laundry system no, at no, no, all? No, no, so, no. So you
1: go in, you get wet, and then you soap your clothes up on you. You take your socks off. You put them on your hands. You soap your— Socks up, take your shirt off, hang it on a clothing line. Take your socks off, hang it on a clothing line. Now you soap down your boxers from the outside, take them off. Now you're finally naked for like the three minutes you need to be naked in the shower. You soap your boxers off, you hang them. Now you dry off, you go. Do you want to just be, nobody goes in prison and walks up to the outside of the shower, fully strips out their clothes, drops them on the ground like they're at their house and bathroom. Nobody does that. Everything has to be folded in in Orderly. Mm-hmm. So like your clothes have to go on this line right next to this shower head. You have to wash them. You have to put them on this line. Then you have to take them with you. You brought in your no, your clothes you're changing in. They're over here. The clothes you washed are over here. You're tallying your shits right here. So it's so orderly. You're militant as fuck. Everything is strategy. It, or else people would be walking up to the fucking shower and they would just like be if a new ass motherfucker rolls up, he's about to take a shower. He's in his shower shoes and boxers. He takes his boxers off, like puts them by his fucking shower shoes. You're like, oh my God, this fucking guy. Really? Now he's got shit boxers in the fucking air of the set of the building that we're all inhabiting that has no fucking windows. Like, there's none of that. Wow. Fucking crazy. Everything is done like orderly to be as clean as possible, as as good of a fucking a day we could have to not have smelling someone's fucking
0: asshole, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But so, uh, I mean, you speak about it in such a way that it it does feel like you kind of miss it or like you were like comfortable oh, miss, in that I miss, environment. I miss everything that made me who I am. Like,
1: but I, I never miss it. But I, if anyone knew what that would do to them, they'd be the most powerful person alive. They'd be as rich as me, as successful as me because you're unstoppable at that point. Everyone always asks me how I did it, how I did it. I say, who, motherfucker, not how.
0: Well, yeah, so how did you end up making so much money fresh out of there? I
1: mean, just first off, like I started selling programs. My programs go from $299 a month to $2,000, they go from $3,000 to $20,000. I sat in the car right now. I made $15,000 right before I walked in. Like, dude, someone was just trying to go in my gate at my mansion in San Diego. Look at right before I walked in. Payment success. 7500
0: 244, $7, Wow. Okay,
1: look at look at payment success. 7500 seventy five hundred. Raúl Mendoza.
0: And if I spend seventy five hundred with you, what am I getting?
1: Look at look at Marco Granados. That's today. Those are right, dude. I made that in like four minutes, fifteen thousand. I made it over hundred thousand dollars every the,
0: day for so long. It's crazy. And these are people who find out about you
1: from YouTube and shit. And Anything I put out. So I'm putting out content everywhere. And, like, if someone wants to build – so, first off, I got people right. Mm -hmm. I got them fit. I got their mind right. got them off drugs. I got them feeling good about themselves and really being a better motherfucker like I did for me. First, I got them right. Then once they got right, they're like, I love this. Can you teach me to sell the programs that you sold me? I'm like, hell, yeah, I can. It's this price. So, now people that they get right or they already came in right – and now they teach. I teach them how to sell the programs that I make millions off of. So now I start a clock and dough. You know, like now I sell three different tiers of programs. I have a forty-seven dollar program with seventeen thousand people monthly that pay me forty-seven bucks a month. I have a program with uh, that from two ninety-nine to two thousand with about three to five thousand people on it that's rotating. And then I have a high ticket program that's uh, three thousand to twenty thousand that I sell thirty thousand dollars worth of that product a day, and I already have recurring revenue of like forty-five thousand. So no matter what, every day I make about 75000
0: But I've I've made $100,000 a day for a very long time wow. on stretches, you know. What the fuck? And so what? this is us, like, kind of giving people, like, programs to follow and stuff yeah, like yeah. that? Or is that personalized my, time as yeah, well? Yeah, you, you go into my app, and I'll make you a workout. I'll make you
1: a diet. And then we get on a Zoom call to talk about how we're going to help your mind. We're going to help you be a better dude. We're going to help you drop the alcohol, the drink, whatever. Hmm. It's an accountability, like, Zoom call, and then training and nutrition. And the content I put out already gets them doing it. So they're already feeling better. They're like, I'm addicted to this. This is dope. I feel good. Fuck yeah, it's worth 750 bucks to have a six-pack from working with Wes and feel this good. Mm-hmm. Like, And then once they start feeling that good, they're like, I want this to be my life. I want to fucking roll Rolls Royce just like Wes and do all this. I have a firefighter guy who paid me $7,500 once. And then he came to one of my masterminds, which is $10,000. So he paid me $17,500. Now he makes about 400000 a month. From he,
0: doing the same
1: thing? Same thing that I that I do, I taught him to
0: do. And how does he get it out there to people? Same way. Instagram. He does an Instagram thing, but he makes it clear that he's, like, one of your soldiers. Whatever, that I make
1: it clear, like, hey, I taught this dude, you know. Okay. But, like, then they go off on their own. Like, they can go off. I have a guy from Spain who's just like me. His name is Jados, and he, he moved right next to my, my mansion in Miami. He moved on Hibiscus Island. He has fucking... Three Lambos, or a Cullinan. He has a he has six fucking cars. The, the firefighter guy moved next to my mansion in Rancho Santa Fe. Wow. Like these guys aren't like making small money. They're moving next to me. They're doing as much as me. Like I teach people to make. That guy makes five seventy a month. The other guy makes about four hundred. I have plenty of people making fifty thousand a month, and they pay me three thousand a month to learn how to make fifty. The the perceived value is so massive, and the ROI is the ROI beats anything on this planet. Like if you spend twenty grand with me on that year, there's no way we're not going to make you two hundred to two million. There's no way, and then you're going to be able to take it to the moon. Wow! And it's all profit. It's not like two million where you're barely making anything. It's not like these other businesses that are thirty percent profit. Uh huh. Fuck that.
0: Wow. So what, what do you find are most people's biggest uh, problems or biggest sticking points? Things that it's hard for them to get past in terms of getting in shape and everything.
1: Oh, they're just fucking—it's just self-sabotage. Right. Like, yeah, they just like to drink, they like to party, or they like to eat too much, or they're just fucking lazy. Uh-huh. Disbelief. They just disbelief—they don't believe they could be something.
0: What's your diet like? I usually eat
1: carnivore all day, so I haven't had any carbs yet today. So I've ate all protein so far till now, and like right before bed, I'll have some carbs and protein. I'll just knock out.
0: Really? Yeah. What kind of carbs we talking?
1: I'll have anything I want. I'll have the dessert. I'll have the fucking, the whole fucking everything I want. But then if you go down to the macronutrients, the fats, proteins, and carbs, I would barely probably have 100 grams of carbs at that meal, even if I had a dessert and I had like some rice or like some bread or something probably maybe have 150 grams of carbs. That insulin spike is going to make me fucking pass out in the fucking chair. Mm -hmm. Like if I haven't had carbs all day and I eat 150 grams, I'll be fucking snoring right here. Right. Yeah. And you'll have the best sleep you've ever had. So I set myself up perfectly with my diet to even sleep when I want. And if I don't have carbs, I'll just be manic as fuck. I'll just keep going. But like my, my, my mania is like euphoric mania. You can look that up. That's like, Like, euphoric mania is, like, a good thing. Like, it's, like, you're optimistic as fuck. You have endless energy. You're fucking—you don't really sleep. They would call it something negative, but I would just call it fucking alignment, like you're winning. It's all about if you can harness that shit, you know? Yeah, everyone has a problem. Yeah. Most psycho—most fucking the craziest people are the smartest, most successful.
0: Yeah, especially, like, when I look back at the 80s and stuff, I feel like as cocaine and crack were taking over the culture, it was, like— a lot of people couldn't handle it, so they ended up being the people sleeping under the fucking bridge and shit. Yeah. But then the people who were able to harness it made, made some, of music, yeah, some of the best music, some of the best movies know. of all time because that additional level of energy kind of propelled them into that. Makes now, you it's think not, It's not healthy different. in the long run, no, no. but it's, it could definitely take you some places.
1: Even my level of my way I live isn't healthy in the long run. I mean, I. But who the fuck says? I don't even think I'm. I don't. I don't. Anything they tell you isn't what you should be doing. Mm. You need eight hours. <laughs> Come on, you don't buy Every, it. Everything they tell you is what you shouldn't be doing. Like really? They're telling you that to hold you down. You think eight hours isn't good? I never needed eight hours. Yeah. I couldn't even sleep eight hours. It would kill me. I'm a big fan of eight hours. Yeah, I've, I would just it would just kill me. Like right. I have, I have to get up
0: and fucking crush it. I know what four hours feels like and what five hours feels like, and I don't know, man. It's, it's tough in the See, long run. Me, me getting like five or six hours is is optimal.
1: If I went to bed at like eight. And then I got up at like 2.45. Then I almost got fucking, I got like six six hours.
0: But so could you imagine yourself retiring or no?
1: I don't ever want to retire. Right. I love what I do.
0: Like I have
1: to, It's people say, hey, you love what you do. You get to do what you love. And I said, we need this. Mm. Like me and you need to give this to people. Right.
0: Like we need connection. It's hard for me to imagine retiring when my work day, like sometimes there's parts of it that are stressful, but a lot of it is just talking on camera. I it feels fun. like I need to like, do this? Like, why the fuck would I uh, not appreciate this? Yeah, entail? so I,
1: I talk to people on Zoom, and, like, I come on, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this call. That's mm. Wes Watson, you know. He don't want to fucking do the fucking call. Then I get on the call and I, like, elevate above me all my fucking, all my fucking desires, all my limitations, all the bullshit that I've created in my head at that moment that I want to do or don't want to do. Then I just get into, get into the call helping someone, and I'm free. I don't want another Lambo I don't need to fucking fuck a bitch. I don't need a hamburger. I don't need <laughs> shit. You know, like I just don't need shit. I'm free, you know, from desire. And me, I have so many desires. Right. Like, I wanna fucking like the old me is I wanna smoke some I wanna drink some alcohol. I wanna fuck that chick for like a hundred fucking hours. I'll fuck kick that motherfucker's teeth in. I'll rob that motherfucker. I wanna crash that car into that. Like I'm just fucking crazy, you know. Right. But now it's like, uh, I'll just buy that Rolls Royce from the yacht on a fucking phone call. Cause I like my desires are fucking like heavy you know but it, like I don't my happiness comes from when I don't desire and I don't desire during this podcast you guys during this when we're giving to you guys I'm free from like the pain of desire is desire bad no it's part of it mm. like everyone's like when are you going to be free from that you're not it's <laughs> these are just different uh, frequencies different states like if you look at the frequency chart the top is enlightenment right and that's like love right and that's um acceptance right under that's like fucking anger right under that's like desire and then shame and guilt most these people who say you shouldn't fucking want all that stuff they live in a shame and guilt fucking loop the whole time Mm -hmm. i just barely hit desire i get that thing i desire then i go back to a form of self-love which is like a workout or helping someone and now i'm way i'm fucking back vibing high again now i'm in that high frequency someone could talk shit to me all they want these frequencies don't vibrate you can't fuck with me
0: right so what what would it do to your mental state if you found out right now that you had to go back in and do let's say two years? How how, how much would your mental? I would mental go through. I would
1: go through waves of like this sucks. I'm gonna lose everything. Then I bet like, it's even gonna be better. It was. It made my life better the first time. This is gonna be a story. Motherfuckers couldn't fathom now this time. Right. And yeah, I'm gonna write an even better story.
0: Where where are you gonna put the story though? The story. Or is the story playing out the through watching? social media. I right have now. a fucking movie playing. Right. Dude, if you look at like, this even me
1: posting my new chick, getting her name tatted on my face. They're like, your ex chick left you and cheat on you. And she got her name tatted. Like they know everything, bro. Right. I've been sharing everything. I've been writing this fucking show that they're all watching. <laughs> and why would they not want to watch? this? better than any show i ever fucking seen. When I fucking came out, I told everyone, watch what I could do. Like I have nothing. I just got out of prison. Watch what I could do. Now I'm flying on jets. I have fucking four Rolls Royces cashed out. I have three Lambos. I have two mansions. Like, go look at that fucking Cullinan I have out back. That's like my truck, dude. I have fucking watches that are a half a million. These motherfuckers don't even know what a half a million is. I could smack them with five million. It wouldn't even phase my day, wow. you know? And it's like, dude, I fucking live a crazy life off of helping people, and I don't use nothing. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do anything like that. I don't need it. My addiction is Success and helping people, and you don't go out to the club, get bottle service. Nah, I would would go. I've gone to like a strip club, got bottles, but I don't drink them. I just sit there and I I like strippers, you know, fucking dude. Like,
0: who doesn't like strippers? God damn,
1: I love strippers, but Mm. like, I just fucking, bro, my chick's ass is so fat. She's so (laughs) nice, it's fucking, she's skinny. Like, I can't have a fat bitch, dude. If a chick has any bit, if a chick is any bit fat, she can't be behind me. I'm already too thick. Yeah. Like, we're, we'd be a fat couple. You'd be like, oh, these two fat motherfuckers. But do yeah.
0: you feel like you fit in in the fitness side of things? I ain't
1: no fitness motherfucker. Come <laughs> West Watson. I, I ain't fitness motherfucker. But do
0: you go to those kind of events and shit fuck like that? Those, no? man,
1: fuck that shit. Those people need to fucking put some goddamn clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like fuck it. I ain't a fitness motherfucker, man. I'm so proud of their discipline. Right. I like them as a person and who they are, but they're doing it wrong. That's why they make no money. Nobody wants that
0: shit. I never really knew what it was all about until I went to uh, Bradley Martin's gym opening. And I'm like seeing all these people, all these chicks who are like hot as fuck. They don't seem like they party or do any bad shit. They just eat really good and work out. And they have fucking chiseled six packs and shit. And I'm just kind of looking at these girls like... What, what was I doing hanging out with all these fucking drug users and shit for all these years when Dude, I could have been in the gym hanging out with businesses like this? Go to Miami.
1: All the chicks got BBLs. It looks yeah. like a fucking porno in eleva- <laughs> elevation in Miami. Like, all these chicks got fake tits. They're fucking 25. Asses are fat. They're pretty. They're Latina. They barely speak English. Yeah. Like, my chick was like... I'm gonna lock you in, dude. One of these chicks is gonna take you, you know? Like, right. Miami, there's a ratio is off, bro. There is the hot chick to dude ratio is crazy,
0: bro. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. No, it's fucking I disgusting. i more time man. out there.
1: You go to my gym, you'll be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Everyone's got an SVJ or a Ferrari, Rolls Royce. Everyone's winning. Right. Like, I gotta work out in a Richard Mill, you know? Wow. Crazy. I'll switch. I'll go in the morning in one Richard Mill, go in the evening in another one.
0: Swish it up, yeah. Man, I'm yeah, I'm gonna give
1: a fuck. My homie's got a plane. We got a big ass yacht we go on. Like, I mean, I just rent my jets when I come. I'm going to buy one soon. Right. I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, I'd rather die than not write, write the best story ever.
0: So where, where do you, what's left to be done? What
1: do you I'll still feel like you need to do? I'll fucking squirt one of my chick and try to have a fucking kid. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, I, I would love to have a kid, but I don't, I fucking try, but nothing happens. Right. <laughs> I'm fucking 40, Doug. Yeah. Like, I, I've busted her plenty of times. Nothing happened. I busted some of my old chicks. Nothing happened, you know.
0: I can't imagine why. Fuck if I know. You got to just keep doing it.
1: (laughs) I'm old, dude. I don't know. Maybe all the drugs or whatever. But fucking the whole point is, is I didn't before prison. I've only been with fucking five girls since I got out. Really? That's it. And people act like I'm some male whore because they see like my ex-wife – They see like my ex chick and they see my new chick. I'm like, I've shown you guys three chicks. Mm. They're like, he switches them out like fucking t shirts. I'm like, you stupid fucking bitch. I've been with three (laughs) girls online in six fucking years. Right.
0: I mean, yeah, as soon as you start putting it out there, it's like, listen, like, you could do Coke, but as soon as I talk about doing Coke a couple times on the podcast, which I, I haven't done Coke in like four or five years. I gotta throw that out there. But you tell a couple Coke stories on here, boom, you're a Cokehead. They're Full everything you say head. or do, you are a Cokehead, he, and that's the explanation. He was
1: selling his asshole for Coke in prison. Yeah. Like for whole sure. nine. will go, he's tossing salad for prison, <laughs> fucking piece of shit. They, they'd say all the stories. But I never even thought about that. Cause I was like I was like telling stories right when I got out, like, yeah, the cops make you show your butthole. You have to hoop a fucking piece. You have to hoop your paperwork. I didn't even think about it as any gay shit. And like People never really even said that, but maybe they did. I just don't pay attention. Mm. But, like, now on my new chick, they're just on our bumper, bro. Maybe because we just dropped it. But they are fucking – people are just – half of them probably followed her and jacked off to her pitch before. And now they're like, ah, oh, fuck, this dude's fucking hitting it. Fuck the bullshit. Mm. But, um, dude, there is so – people are so weird. Like, how the fuck is some ugly bitch going to talk shit to a hot chick and then, like like – not understand that we all can see right through that she's jealous as fuck. How the fuck is some dude who couldn't even pull a bitch gonna be like, I wouldn't want a chick with fake boobs and a fake ass. Bro, you can't get shit. <laughs> if, motherfucker, if you have if it's not an option for you, you have no opinion, bitch. I don't like those Richard Mills. Good, you can't afford them, motherfuckers. Shut the fuck up. I wouldn't want a Rolls Royce. I like my F-150. You are an F-150, Doug. Shut the fuck up, get your truck ass over there. But these motherfuckers, the internet is so weird. They should have a mental health check when you log into fucking Instagram. Like, they should be able to scan your eyes and be like, this dude's mentally whacked, dude. You right. should not be on the fucking internet.
0: No, yeah, they probably have a lot less uh, users on there if they had a mental yeah, health Yeah, basically check. the
1: whole world would not be on there, so they're probably <laughs> not going to do
0: that. <laughs> For sure. All right, so, yeah, uh, what else you got planned while you're in L.A. here?
1: Uh, fucking Now I might have to stay up here because my girl's flying back. Like she'll be back at nine in the morning, so I might just go back up, stay at a hotel in Beverly Hills, and fucking just go buy some shit or whatever. Hmm. I do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> or, or, or I was gonna go down to my mansion in San Diego that's fucking got a bowling alley, fucking sixteen bedrooms. But the house is just sitting there. Nothing, nothing happened with it. I have people fucking. I have like, I have like twelve person staff. Really. Mean. Yeah, my wow. shit. Is cr- I do. I, I do shit on a whole different level that people can't fathom. You know. Damn, I might have to start balling out a little bit more. Dude, I'm telling you, bro, yeah. it's worth it. Damn. No, but you got kids. And you got a chick. Like, take care of them good. Like, I'm fucking. I don't have shit, bro. Yeah. So like, I like my followers on Instagram and shit. And it sounds stupid. I live in social media. Like my followers on Instagram are my family. Right. Like I give a fuck about them. I, I, I they're my people. Like I went to lunch with a, a client that I met from Instagram, mm. everyone I know is from social media. Mm. Like, I'm not like under this belief that like any of my old friends exist. You know, like I have two old friends. Right. they like the only ones who didn't die or get locked up for life. One of them beat a Rico and he works with me. And the other one just owns a tattoo shop. In my homie, he'd been in and out of lockup his whole life. And like, fuck it. They want, you know, I pulled one of them out. And now he wants me to pull him out of that life. And uh, those are the only two people I know. Dog, I don't know nobody. I don't have family. Like my parents hate me. Like I was trying to take care of my ex chick and her daughters and shit. Even if we weren't together, I was like, I love you. You're such a good mom. I love your beautiful family. That that was like I wanted that to be my daughter and that to be my daughter, but it didn't work. now nah, I'll pay for you. I'll pay your guys' bills and shit. People call that like a simp and shit. People are weird, man. Like, what if you had so much money? Like giving someone thirty bucks was like thirty thousand. And like, you, you, you believe that it was good karma, that you did so much wrong in your life. You're like, I'm going to take care of these people. Uh-huh. Why the fuck does everyone think it's a simp because you help a chick out? And then why the fuck don't they understand that they even took their chick to Carl's Jr.? That's like me buying her a Richard Mill, dude. I don't know. It's
0: the difference. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. no, for sure. Um, all right, yo, I appreciate you coming on. And everything. This is good shit. Crazy uh-huh. conversation. I'm very excited to see what the people got to say in the comments. So make sure you drop those comments, people. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wes Watson. Legendary. I appreciate it, man. Legend. Much love. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support.